Welcome to episode 144 of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. I am here this week. I've got good news for you all. I have Kirsty from Perth on the line with me. Kirsty, how are you? Hi, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. You're the you're the one that that's the most missed every week when you're gone. So, you know, me and Matt are here every week, so they don't miss us. So, oh, and speaking of Matt, I, you probably heard the last week that he was uh, holding out for uh, money. He was. Uh, you know, the, the, the almighty green and I uh, didn't have any. So Kirsty started a fundraiser. What'd you call it? A, a crowdfunder? Is a crowdfunder. What? Crowdfunder to get, to get Matt back. And with all of the money that she raised, great news, Kirsty, we've got Matt back. Let's welcome Matthew in Kansas City. All right, Matthew. Hey, hello, Kirsty. Thanks for raising enough to make a Skype call. That was great of you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, aren't Skype calls free? Well, I thought they were. <laughs> I don't think she would have paid for it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. So glad to have you back, Matthew. I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed your uh, your uh, paid your unpaid uh, week off. Hiatus. The yeah. Hiatus. Yeah. Your uh, what was the last? What was what was it last time you were out? I said you were on uh, administration leave. Administration. Or... <laughs> administrative leave. Yeah. So uh, anyway, rep- could have been reprimanded by Gannon. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he had and again had the week off last week too because uh, no detention teacher needed last week. So uh, schools out. Neither of us were here to look at Twitter while we were talking to you. That's right. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, school was out last week. So not just for summer, but just last week. So, mm-hmm. but um. This week, we're going to talk about, we're going to do an album battle this week. And this is an album battle that was suggested by Kirsty because I, I was talking about, let's do another Iron Maiden album battle of Bruce albums. And you were kind of like, yeah, we've done that. Let's do something different. And you suggested a couple of Bruce, or you suggested Bruce albums. So we started looking at, at tracks. How many tracks do these albums have? Because I thought Accident of Birth and Chemical Wedding would have been good, but you got, what, 13 and 10 or something? So Yeah, and then I said, oh, I've got three, 13 tracks on my Chemical Wedding. Mm-hmm. But then it turned out one of the ones on Accident of Birth was too short. Yeah, it's that, that second track or whatever before the yeah. real second so track. Yeah, there was so. a lot of back and forth, wasn't there? Yeah, so we, we ended up getting to uh, the album battle of Chemical Wedding and Tyranny of Souls, which there's a little bit of a uh, discrepancy in those albums as well with one short track, but we'll we'll explain here in a bit how we're going to get past that, hopefully. But first off, let's let's go into this week and see what Kirsty listened to this week, Matt. What do you think Kirsty listened to? Some quality tunes, no doubt. Uh, would there be any Voyager, Kirsty? That's what quality I'm guessing. <laughs> That's my I guess. actually did this week. Oh, no. <laughs> what did <laughs> you listen to? First time ever in my life. Um, was started off with a quite a thrashy couple of albums. Uh oh. Metallica Master of Puppets again and Anthrax Among the Living. Ooh, okay. That was really fun. But then I went to something completely different that you won't guess at all. Massive Abba. Attack Protection. What's that? Does anyone know that? Massive it's, Attack? Um, I know yeah. of them, but I've never heard of them. Like, like a, trick uh... pop. It's a collective of people. Oh. It's got oh. uh, Tracy Thorne. She sang on Protection and Teardrop. Interesting fact in the 90s, if you invited your date back for coffee, this was the album people always put on. Hmm. Yeah, I've never and heard of it. And then I listened to every Bruce Dickinson album, which was fantastic. Nice. Even, them, even, more than once. even the first one? Yes, I did listen to the first one. Ooh, you're Just especially to remind myself, one. I haven't heard it for a very long time. Do you want to hear it again now for a very long time? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to Revenge by Kiss. Okay. Thoughts? Like you, um, you recommended. And yeah, I did really like it. I already knew God gave rock and roll to you mm-hmm. from the Bill and Ted movie. So I already mm-hmm. liked that one. Yeah. And then Holy was really good. Oh, yeah. I think it's um, it's probably the best Kiss album in a way because um, it sounds more like Kiss than Carnival of Souls. It, it does. It's more like Kiss than Carnival yeah. of Souls, but it, it's it's. I didn't. Well, I didn't recommend that album. Carnival of Souls I, is more for me because I'm more grungy, less of a Kiss fan. But yeah, I think yeah. Gary recommended that one more because I I love stuff on that album like Unholy, but some some of those songs are ruined because the lyrics are so just. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely noticed that there were some very stupid lyrics. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, uh, what else? I listened to some Iron Maiden. So I listened to Killers, and also A Matter of Life and Death. Okay. Again. Okay. And there's new songs from Queensrÿche, Ozzy Osbourne, and Megadeth this week. So 
checked all of those out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Did you get a chance to hear those yet? I've only heard the Aussie song one time. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, but I think you're obviously going to like the Queen's Rack song. The Megadeth one was really good. That's what Ooh. I've heard. And that's well, but Matt didn't think so. And <laughs> that's about all I've listened to this week, music-wise, because I was very, very busy with the Bruce Dickinson stuff. Okay. Well, I didn't get to ask this question last week, which I was kind of grateful for, but I'm going to ask it this week, Kirsty. It's the one that I always kind of regret asking usually. It's the one I usually check out on. So it's uh, mm-hmm. Matthew, what have you been listening to? <laughs> Well, while you go take your toilet break or your drink break or whatever break you want to take or your mental health. Um, That's probably what I need to take moments. before I hear this. <laughs> no, so I too listened to the Aussie song and the Megadeth song. I didn't listen to the New Queen's Rack. Okay. Uh, not for any particular reason. But the Aussie didn't really do much for me. I could see why people might like it. But after I listened to it, I went back and listened to a couple of the early 80s tracks. And I was like, I like his voice much better back then than all this processed kind of voice that he has now so it didn't do anything for me but i can understand why people would like it and the megadeth it sounds like um, a continuation of what i heard at dystopia hmm. and uh, i don't know i expected to like dystopia i didn't mind the song but when i bought the cd i just i couldn't get into it and i if i've listened <clears> to it three times i'd be surprised so i think that i might skip when that one comes out. When wait, album, wait, let me ask you, you said you did overall did not like the dystopia album. Is that what you're saying? I, I didn't like, I expected Ooh, man. To, like some of the music I liked, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know if it was his, his vocals now, like his voice is not quite as shot as some other people's, but you know, his age has taken a toll, but just well, sure. Yeah. The music sounded pretty dry. Okay. Yeah. It's, Probably probably good thrash, but I just didn't get into that new track. Okay. I don't know. His vocals oh. were never great, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, but they were, but they worked for the music. Where I just didn't mm-hmm. think it did for this. Like some of it was, it's not melodic, but it's aggressive and it suits the music. But I don't know. I just didn't get into it. But for albums, um, I started the week with some Samson, some Shock Tactics. <laughs> Yay! There you go, Kirsty. <laughs> That's the question you had. <laughs> That's what I uh, was into to start with. And then back to some Dynasty. I thought that I was getting past that album, but a, a song popped up. I was like, yeah, I'll listen to that. And then it got me back into the album. So I listened to that a few times during the week. One of the bands that you had talked about last time, I think it was Kirsty, um, some Psycho Motel. I dug that back out and I was going to have a listen to that. And what's the one with the chain? Is it Welcome to the World? The last chain. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the world. Yep. So I started to listen to that. And I was like, it reminded me of something. And I couldn't think what it was. So it was in the pre-chorus. It's about a minute or so in. And the melodies reminded me of something, but I can't think what it was. And then it hit me. It reminded me of uh, Be All End All by Anthrax of State of Euphoria. So when I heard that, I was like, I think I want to go listen to State of Euphoria instead. <laughs> so, so I got rid of Psycho Motel. And uh, I went and listened to that, but then I wasn't Fair really. Play, so I wasn't going to listen to Anthrax. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with State of Euphoria for some reason. I always thought I really liked it, but it'd been a while. There's a couple of good songs, but for the most part, I was like, I'm kind of past this. Um, but I also listened to a couple of Bruce Dickinson albums that okay. we'll probably talk about later. 
and an old band that had a newish kind of album from the last couple of years, Wishbone Ash, uh, Coat of Arms. And I was knew almost nothing about them, but they had popped up. So I was like, oh, I'll give them a bit of a listen. And I, I didn't mind. It's got a good 70s sound that's modern day. So I enjoyed that. Uh, Airborne, I went back and listened to them after a quick conversation with Uncle Steve during the week and listened to Run 'em Wild. And I think, what did you say? You asked me if they sounded like ACDC. Well, no, I, I've heard the comparisons to ACDC. I've heard that they do a lot of things like ACDC, but the, the vocals are very, it's almost like Brian Johnson on really hard, strong steroids, just like just insanely. Yeah. Like I said, it reminded me of a mix of, I can't remember the vocal. I haven't listened to that again, but it was like Sam Kinison and some, and, and maybe Blackie Lawless just really intensely high, or maybe Jesse James Dupree from Jackal yeah. and Sam Kinison. I was thinking about that after you said it. And as far as Blackie went, I was like, yeah, I could see that if you were talking about an album like Hell Dorado, Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Cocaine Cowboys was one of the songs where his vocal style, I could see it being like that. But I was thinking about it, and so Airborne to me, if their songs are all up tempo, kind of reminded me of Rose Tattoo, early Rose yeah. Tattoo. But when it's uh, a more mid-paced kind of track, then then I see the similarities to ACDC for sure. I, I didn't mind that. I still think it's a pretty decent album. It's only the first album I've listened to. I haven't listened to anything further. I did listen to a couple of things last week that I went and revisited this week, and I think I told you about both of these. Okay. Uh, your little mate Dio, I listened to him <laughs> in an early early band. Hey, album. Matt, we're we're starting to get short on time. Can you can you speed it up? <laughs> I can. There was Elf, and Elf uh, led me into Meatloaf. Wait, what did you say? Elf. Elf. Elf with Dio. Hey, hey. You don't need to shame his height. Come on. Never have. As a man of uh, not so great stature, we smell our own. You smell but your own. We do. Um, Must be. Oh, I didn't mind it. It's like piano kind of piano rock. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just kind of a beat kind of rock with a piano going through it. How, how does party, he? I rock. How would you compare his vocals to how he sounded later on in the in his like solo band? Are they the very vocals, similar? Ah, uh, yeah, it's kind of similar. It's mostly the music that was different. It's kind of like party piano rock sort of music. I, I don't know how to explain. Like that. Elton John or something? Well, actually, that is a way to explain it. Elton John. I forgot I told you that during the week. Yeah, kind of like that. If Elton John was doing like Saturday nights, all right for like crack or, cro- crocodile rock or something. Yeah, something like that. It's okay. probably a little heavier than that, but in that sort of vein. Okay. But it re- kind of reminded me a little bit of Meatloaf, so I went and listened to Bat Out of Hell a couple of times during the week as well. And since I was done a bit of a Dio kick, uh, some Black Sabbath Dehumanizer. And I was like, you know what? It's been a pretty good week. Let's round it out with some Motorhead. And I listened to Bad Magic just today. But that was me for the week. Wow, man. Matt gets on this rabbit trail of one thing and it leads him to five other <laughs> It's wild. Does. I'm well, glad you. I'm glad you're here to to hear it all. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I was checked out half of it, but you know, <laughs> I, I texted my daughter and said, "Hey, can you bring me a drink?" And then I started drinking my drink in the time that you, you said, did that. So, and you said, "I'm going to need another." And then I said, "Yeah, I said I need a, a stiffer drink than that. Bring so, me something. <laughs> Go down to the stronger." Yeah. So for me, I, I listened to bands that 
you'll probably be familiar with all of them. And one is probably going to shock the hell out of you, Matt. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I listened to some ACDC, some Akadaka. Yeah. I listened to three albums. I listened to High Voltage, Power Up, and the album that I just can't get enough of at this point in time, Flick of the Switch. Um, I listened to that album multiple times this week. Last night, I actually found a concert from that tour and listened to the whole concert from that tour. But it was, I guess they were playing uh, um, Rock in Rio that it was like 85. So it was a couple of years. It was before Fly on the Wall, but it was after Flick of the Switch. They only, they only played one song. They opened the show with um, uh, Guns for Hire. Yeah, which I thought was a really odd track to open their show with, but they opened it with Guns for Hire and then just played a whole bit, played the hits. So, and oddly enough, they did not play "You Shook Me All Night Long," which really kind of baffled yeah. me. I thought I would never think they would leave that out of a set, mm-hmm. but and keeping in the line of ACDC, I listened to a band who has one album that's very ACDC ish, uh, The Cult. I listened to. Do you know which album it is, Matt? Uh, okay. I don't know very much about the cult. Oh, okay. Okay. You've told me. I do know quite a bit about the cult, but I don't know which one you're going to say. Electric. Oh, okay. You know, da na 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 da na na. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. Yeah, no, 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 you sing it like that. Yeah, that's kind of what I. Uh, I heard. I've heard it explained that way before. That that was kind of their, you know, just straight to bones kind of. Or bare bones rock kind of thing, like in the style of ACDC, and so mm. I love. That's a great album, though. Love that album, regardless. So um, then I also listened to a couple of Bruce Dickinson albums as well. That we will. Uh, we already mentioned them: Chemical Wedding and Tyranny of Souls. I listened to Steely Dan again. I listened to their debut album, Can't Buy a Thrill, and it was funny because I ended. Can't buy a thrill, which is you know totally nothing like metal and rock, and went straight into Chemical Wedding, <laughs> and it was just like the whole soft, nice ending of that into that the the beginning of Chemical Wedding. Oh man, it was it was pretty, it's a hard left turn. It was cool though. It really was. It it felt I mean, good. I can imagine that though. I love a, um, Steely Dan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I listened to a band, Matthew. Uh, four albums by one band this week. And I'll admit, it's probably the first time in my life that I've heard two of them. Although I recognized three songs off of one of them, of the albums. The first two I'd probably heard as a kid or, or maybe, a, maybe a teenager. But on the recommendation of our friend, off the friend of the show, um, Dean King, and uh, other friend of the show that you may have heard of, Matthew, uh, Kirsty Prince. Um, mm-hmm. I listened to Led Zeppelin this week. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Yes. That's so great. Box. And, I'm, <laughs> and, so and I have a very anti-Led Zeppelin stance, you know? Is that now or then? Uh, I've just never, I, I don't, I've never hated them. I've just never gotten into them. They've just never really... Not to the level of Dio. Like, I like some Led Zeppelin songs. There might be maybe two Dio songs that I can appreciate. But, like, I, I appreciate a lot of their songs and stuff. And there was a conversation that, that Dean and Kirsty got into on Twitter one day. And, and I got a little bit of a part of it. And uh, just 
And so I asked him, I said, you know, what albums would you guys recommend? And Kirsty was saying Led Zeppelin 2. And then Dean said, uh, did he say Presence, Kirsty? He did. So he said that was like the heavier one. So I was, started looking and reading a little bit. And I and I, I thought, you know what? Here's what I'll do. I'll download Led Zeppelin 1. And then I'll download, uh, download Led Zeppelin 2. And then I got Presence. And then I read a little bit. I saw this album had three songs that I knew called... In through the outdoor, it has like in the evening. It has all of my love, and then um, uh, what's the one that's dun 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 dun? dun. It was this. Well, now my body is starting to quiver. What is that? Uh, and a dun 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 dun. I don't know. Which was that one? And dun dun dun. I swore that you never would leave me, baby. I th- I thought that was that album. Let me see. I'm so funny. Uh, hold on. I'm yes, po- yes, I do have all the Led Zeppelin albums, but I don't know what. Is that? Is that is Obviously, that... I play some of them more than others. Is, is it? Hold on. Is it this one? Let's see. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah. It's called "Fool in the Rain." Fool in the Rain. That's what it's called. I didn't recognize the title, but but the song "All My Love." I always thought that was a great song too. So, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know we're kind of going along on these, but when I was listening to. Um, Led Zeppelin one, Matthew, and I've already told Kirsty about this the other day. Uh, the song, babe, I'm going to leave you. Are you familiar with that? Uh, you know, I, if I know five Led Zeppelin songs. Okay, hold on, hold on. Realized. Let me just. Just listen to this for a second. Like that's, that sounds incredible already. I don't want to play too much of it because I, I could play the whole song and the song is six minutes long, six and a half. That song, dude, I it's, it's really strange to say it, but like my eyes almost welled up with tears listening to that song. It was so good. <laughs> like I could not believe how incredibly it was just like the, 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 the gamut of emotions where that, that song was just like a roller coaster ride. And I've heard that song done by great white. And they do a fantastic job of it too. I'd never heard the Led Zeppelin version though. What is it called again? Um, Babe, I'm gonna leave you. And that's off the first album. Off the first album, it's the second track. And I'm familiar with all of those songs off the first two albums, just because my parents used to listen to Led Zeppelin when I was younger. But I I don't really remember hearing that. And gosh, it's just you know his voice is perfect for the song. His his it's a lot of emotion in his voice on that song and. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed the whole album, the whole first album. And I thought I would want to listen to that again. Um, Led Zeppelin two, I liked, um, I have to, I'm going to issue an apology right now to Dean. I thought presence was pretty terrible. I did not like it much at all. I, I enjoyed the first song, which was, uh, Achilles last stand, I believe Achilles last stand, but it just, I don't know. It didn't do a lot for me. It, uh, in through the outdoor, I enjoyed to a degree as well. So. Um, but it, it made me think maybe I could uh, venture out a little more into Led Zeppelin. So, did you listen to Houses of the Holy and Physical Graffiti as well? Or no, no, no. I, I only listened to these. Didn't four. have time for that. Yeah, I, I only downloaded those and brought them. And I because I knew I I knew I was going to be we were we were on like a six thousand mile trip this week, so I had plenty of time to yeah to turn music on. So, but um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So it was uh, I'm glad that so I say you again. would rate rate and recommend. 
the first one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would okay. I'd say and if anyone hasn't heard it, if you if you're if you're like me and you've always just kind of thought, yeah. And I I I can't say I love all their stuff, but check check out the song Babe I'm going to leave you off the first album. If just if just that one song, man, is so good. And it's got good times bad times on it. And um and communication breakdown? Yeah, well, well I'm familiar with good times bad times which though. You should know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. We've had plenty of those on this podcast. <laughs> the Iron Maiden song, Communication oh. Breakdown. Yeah, don't And re- then it's Dazed and Confused, the song that um oh, sounds Danzig. a little bit like the Danzig song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh I'll have to tell you about it later, Matt, but there was one song on one of these albums that had um oh shoot, what was it? Um there's, there was multiple lines from a Danzig song in one of these lyrics. What do you mean that Danzig may have uh, borrowed? No, uh, Zep. A, apparently Zepp borrowed it from somebody else too. Yeah, because oh. they like a lot of their first four albums. Yeah, co- um, covers and stuff. stuff. Yeah, I think it's the song. I think it was the song called "Bring It On Home." Because there's a line where he's, uh, I'll, he, where he says, "Call me the hunter. That's my name." And then there's another part where he says, yes, word for word. And there's another part where he says, I've got you in the sights of my, but then he says something different. Whereas Danzig says burning desire. And I was telling my friend about it. And he goes, he looks it up and he goes, well, actually Led Zeppelin, that's a cover of somebody else's song. And uh, Danzig just changed some of the words. But Oh, and then there's another song called, um, I think it's on the first album. It's called "You Shook Me." Let, let me see how yeah. quick. Let me see how quick he says the lines in the, in the vocals here. Because the line, oh, he, he basically says, "You shook me all night long." <laughs> That's the lines in the song. I'm going. I've heard that somewhere before. So it's word for word. Yeah, so they're both borrowing from blues standards. Yeah, and but then ACDC, you know, has their song "You Shoot Me" on that long, so I thought mm-hmm. that might be where they got that idea. So anyway, that's that's everything I listened to. Are you amazed, Matt? Shocked and amazed? Um, I'm not shocked and amazed. I think Surprised? it's good that you've gone outside your conservative rock and metal box, but it's um, I don't know, good broaden your horizon. Not very far out. It's still rock, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? For him, he's yeah. pretty wound up. Yeah, I am. I am. I so. need to go and listen to Massive Attack. To what? Massive Attack. What's that? Is that the one you were talking about a minute ago? Yeah. No, I'm not going that far. <laughs> uh, okay, Small so uh, we're going to move here because I'm uh, going to get into the podcast we listen to because I don't know if you heard me a minute ago, but I was on a 6,000-mile journey this week, week and that uh, probably leads you to believe I heard a lot of podcasts as well. And if it does, then you're correct. So so I will get into these real quick and, and run through them. Um the Diary of the Mad Men, the Aussie podcast. I listened to two of their episodes. One was called Black Sabbath Album Openers Ranked. And then they did, I guess the same day that that new Aussie song came out, they did a full episode about it. And uh, it was interesting because I'd only heard it once. <clears throat> so it was interesting to hear kind of what they talked about. And um, <clears throat> and I'll, I don't know if y'all knew this, but there was a podcast that ended recently. And they're already back. You know, I guess the... Uh, the the death burial and resurrection has already happened. So, um, the Metal Gods podcast has a new episode out uh, called Prophecy slash Dawn of Creation, and they had a guy from uh, where did I say he was from, Kirsty? 
uh, in. Oh, in, I can't remember. Austra- uh, where, where Andrew's from in Australia? What do they call oh, it? Victoria. Melbourne. Victoria. Yeah, he was from Victoria somewhere. Wasn't specifically Melbourne, was it? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't specifically say that, but he, he was really interesting. I enjoyed listening to him, and um, I was kind of hoping that that they would give some kind of an explanation for why they were gone or something like that. But there wasn't anything. It was just they just started up like an episode, and I was like, okay, I guess I guess some of us are like I, I would have been talking about it for thirty minutes probably. <laughs> so, but um, we know this. So I also listened to. Um, the Decibel Geek podcast uh, called New Noise Episode 482. It's just where they kind of go through all the different news. And, and there were some funny comments made about some bands that we like. So um, I listened to Asylum Tales from the Devereaux Diaries. Uh, one was called Songs I Wish I Had Written. And the next one was called Phase 2, the non-makeup and re-makeup years where they did like a draft of songs. They each would pick one song from 10 different albums to create the perfect album. And uh, so that was interesting because once the song was gone, it was gone. And uh, let's see, I listened to the Feckin' Metal podcast, Virtual 11 Review with Andrew Dubroy, part three. That was good. They only went over one song, but it was a short episode. So I uh, listened to Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast, Judas Be My Guide. I, I, I felt like he was a little rougher on that song than than I than he should have been but he made a really interesting point Kirsty tell me what you think what about this point he made he said maybe we think this song maybe some people think this song is a lot better because it's sandwiched in between crap well I mean it is sandwiched between crap but um but is I that don't know. What... I was thinking about that I thought say if it was on peace of mind it's probably stands up against sun and steel mm-hmm. I mean it wouldn't fit it wouldn't fit on Seventh Son, for example, because it's got nothing to do with that story. Sure. Um, but okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a pretty good song. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it just I hadn't heard anyone I, say anything like that. I reckon it's top three, if not the best song on Fear of the Dark. It's my favorite one on Fear of the Dark. So, um, uh, next episode was Pot of Thunder. The Lenny Kravitz song they did was they they covered the Always on the Run with Todd Kearns and Todd Kearns plays with um, Bruce Kulick. He plays with Slash. Uh, was it Miles Kennedy? Yeah. Um, and that was a, that was a, that was a cool interesting episode. They start they talked about the Cult a good bit on that episode, which I enjoyed because Lenny Kravitz toured with the Cult on that tour. I guess for that album he was on. Uh, two more episodes. Um, one was top five with Joy Casada. It was called Worst Sports Losses. And I didn't like that episode quite as much because they were all talking about stuff that happened up north, Boston teams and Yankees and stuff like that. And so hockey and teams that I'm not really interested in. But the last one I listened to was from uh, my friend uh, Steve Wright's podcast, uh, Potter Than Hell. It was Iron Maiden Trivia Showdown. And... When I listened to that, I just realized how difficult it is to be put on the spot because I was trying to answer the questions as fast as they were. Like he would say, uh, Steve Harris has written 124 songs or, you know, by himself in Iron Maiden over the years. Name as many as you can in one minute. And then all of a sudden you're just like, uh, you know, and it's like you're trying to rattle them off, but you're trying to run through the albums and you only got 60 seconds or whatever. And, you know, one one question they asked was you know, to name all of the projects that Adrian Smith had ever been a part of. One was 
Nico had been a part of. They asked about all the songs that were co-written by Bruce and just think it was just a lot of listing things. It was just on the spot and it was difficult. So, but it was, it was really fun to listen to because I was like, man, I I called him on the phone and I said, dude, those questions were hard. (laughs) So, but uh, I recommend that to anyone who likes Iron Maiden and thinks they're a, uh, you know, really good at trivia. Give that a shot and see how you do. Cause I, cause I don't, I don't know if you remember this, Matt, but we did a, we did a show one time. A Jeopardy, and then we had a couple of uh, smart asses that came on after the fact and said, "Oh, I, I think I would have beat you," or "Oh, I, I could have, I knew all those answers." Yeah, I knew all those answers. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that I, was uh, that was my favorite episode, one of them, and um, I definitely didn't know all of the answers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but even when we did, it's just a matter uh, yeah. of were you fast enough to answer quick enough? You got to hit the button fast enough first. Yeah. Or even if you do, do you know it while you're trying to do a podcast at the same time? Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I, I still remember the two people that made those little comments. So, <laughs> yeah, I you haven't got over it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I think actually, I think both of them were at a uh, Iron Maiden show in um, Ireland recently. Him, um. I'll say it like this: him and her were both at an Iron Maiden show in in uh, Ireland recently. So good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Did uh, he live there and she had to travel by any chance? All the way from Boston. <laughs> Since we're not naming names, yeah. apparently. Yeah. So, uh, and they're both they're both podcasters. I haven't heard either one of them do an Iron Maiden trivia on their show. So, you know. Yet. Yet, yeah. So, um, Kirsty, what podcasts, if any, did you listen to this week? Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. If any, I listened to your podcast. Um, mm. It's really good to hear um, Mark from Alice Springs. Um, yeah. He saw Maiden in Texas with you, and he was at Donington when I was at Donington as well in '92. He's he attended shows like with both of, of us, scamp, Matt. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, he gets around. <laughs> yep. And I listened to Wayne's Eye Maiden podcast. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Judas be my guest, my guide, and <laughs> Weekend Warrior. Okay. I, I won't tell you about that one because oh. well, I know you wow. haven't listened to it yet. That's a, that's are you, a, are you privy to things that no one else knows? Keep keep going, not. just keep going, Kirsty. He's just, never going to tell me anything ever again. I think I, ignore ignore Matthew and just keep going, Kirsty. Okay, um, I listened to the beginning of the um, Asylum Tales because um, I like it when they say what they've been listening to. Yeah, and um, Gary listened to King's X, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I could identify with Ray because. He's just got this playlist that he has in summer, and that's the same with me. I've got them, like a six-and-a-half-hour one oh, wow. that I drag out at summertime with <laughs> all my favorite songs on. So, yeah, I didn't listen to too many podcasts this week. That's well, pretty much it. You mentioned earlier that Queensryche, uh, Megadeth, Ozzy, uh, who else? Uh, um, well, that was it for me. I didn't listen to any other new songs this week. Well, well King's X, uh, I don't know if you like them, but they put out a new song as well. Yeah. So I haven't. I heard, have heard about that. Yeah, I haven't got around to listening to that one yet. So that's okay. pretty exciting. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard a couple of people that said it was like phenomenal. So I haven't heard it, but I'm mm. looking forward to it. So Matthew, what about you? Uh, so I was catching up on some things that I haven't heard for a long time. So I started with some Tell 'Em Steve Dave and some Jim Jeffries. I think I was about six weeks behind. And listen to his episode on time, which was pretty pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. And apart from that, I listened to Uncle Steve's story with Mark. That was a pretty good listen. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to um, to hear Mark's take on the trooper. Apparently, he thinks that's being played too often. And that's uh, I've heard that before. That's a crazy theory that only <sighs> mental people have. <laughs> is, that, is that how it goes? Yeah, yeah. And I, I also noticed that uh, someone was probably needing a little work on their good day, mate. <laughs> when, I heard, when I heard someone attempt to try that last week. <clears throat> good day, uh, mate. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'll give, you know, it wasn't Mark. They had a problem with it. Yeah. yeah. It just sound like, um, oh, what's his name out of Mary Poppins? Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Oh, okay. yeah. I could hear that. When he's trying to be Cockney. Yep. It didn't work. You should probably leave that one alone. Okay. Um, but that was a pretty good story. It was interesting because, like you were saying, Kirsty, when he mentioned that he was it was Donington, I was like, oh, Kirsty was there too. Yeah. So he is a man around town. He was at Steve's show and your show and who knows where You know what I was at Donington? Sometimes mm-hmm. like people um, pee in a bottle because they can't get to the toilets and then throw it. Mm-hmm. And is I that... felt it's um, something hit the ground and liquid splashed up my leg and I was like, oh. Mm. It was Ribena, though, luckily. Oh. I'm like, oh, God. That was probably him that did that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? From what I heard of him, that wouldn't have been Ribena, so he might get a pass on that. Mark, oh, okay. you have some questions to answer now. <laughs> but no, it was it. Oh, like God, that's it was... disgusting. Oh, you hope it's right, Bina. Um, but it was good having you know spoken to him on an earlier episode, and then to hear his story it was pretty cool. So mm. good day to him out there, and yeah, hope it's all going well. And then after that, so that was a couple I've listened to or a few, but after that was really just the last one was the rest is history. And that was because they had an episode on Stonehenge that I wanted to listen to that was pretty interesting. But that was it. Just just a few there for the week as far as podcasts went for me. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess now it's time for some audience participation. And what we'll do is split the retweets and the tweet quotes. There's not too many of either. So it shouldn't take too long to do that. And then get to the real thing that uh, people want to hear here. So... The retweets, uh, one by Johnny Pedraza in Bogota, D.C., Colombia. His Royal Dudeness, Dave in the USA. The Weekend Warrior, Lord Andrew of Sussex, Andrew Whitnall, in or near Melbourne, Australia. And the Scouser, David Laird in Liverpool, England, were the people who retweeted. The people that did the tweet quotes. Some of the same people, but there's always one that does retweets and tweet quotes every week, so you know who that is. But um, the first one was the Honorable Counselor Richard Holmes of the Ulster Unionist Party in Garva, Northern Ireland, the only official politician of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. He says, another great story and another great episode. Sit back and enjoy. The next one was the guy with private eyes that's watching you probably right now, Matt, the official detention teacher of Uncle Steve's Iron Main Zone, Gen Marutani in Chiba, Japan. And he said, ah, he said this, the detention teacher was on vacation this week. No controversy, but we have another awesome Iron Maiden story. They had some crazy coincidences. I guess being Maiden fans sometimes makes the world much smaller. And that's definitely true. That's definitely true. 
his royal dudeness, Dave in the USA, he said, Mark the Nomad Aussie gives a very detailed description of roaming the earth to see Iron Maiden. We learn, quote, how metal smells, unquote, and how to get kicked out of a show and come back 20 minutes later with a better seat. And then he said, Uncle Steve has a hysterical story about him getting baptized. So I won't add anything to that. <laughs> um, next up, the official historian and translator of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, Matt, Kirsty in Perth. She said, a very entertaining story with Aussie Mark. I was going to say Aussie Matt. I guess that would be accurate <laughs> as well, wouldn't it? Uh, you'd be on the ball. He said, like Steve, I also discovered Mark and I have been at the same show. Although by the sounds of his behavior, you wouldn't want him near you. You might want him near you, Kirsty, because then maybe his bottle wouldn't <laughs> land next to you and go up <laughs> on your leg. It'll <laughs> go further. <laughs> when he th- unless, yeah, okay, let's just go. Let's just move on here. Uh, Willie, I hope I don't butcher your name here, Willie. Willie Valiverta in Finland said, great listen, had this on while, oh, listen to this. Maybe Adrian Smith will start listening to the podcast now, Kirsty. He says, great listen, had this on while fishing and caught me a dinner. Maybe I should take Uncle Steve on a fishing trip more often. Maybe Adrian Smith should take me on a fishing trip, Kirsty. He probably wouldn't catch anything with me either. I'd be talking to him the whole time. He'd be like, shut up, man. Should, should I have not mentioned that I went from Psycho Motel to Anthrax? <laughs> yeah, that probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to edit that part out. Yeah. Adrian, I love all of your music. Yeah. Kirsty exactly. loves all of your music. Go to Perth. Adrian, Go. I love the rest of your music. Adrian, I just love you. I don't love all your music, but I love a lot of it. So, Maiden Stories, he says, Maiden Stories... Always enjoyable. Loved the Bruce baptism up the irons. Thank you, Willie. Uh, and lastly, Jesse, the delivery guy in Illinois said, oh, here we go, Matt. Matt, don't pay attention to this next sentence. He said, hell yes. Sun and Steel smashes the trooper. Oh, there you go. Thank <laughs> you, Jess. Yeah, when he said that, I, I sent him a message back and I said, um, what are you talking about? I, I had no idea. And he goes, oh, well, didn't Mark say something about this on the episode? I'm like, um, yeah, we recorded that like two months ago. I don't remember what he said. <laughs> yeah, he did do. Did you listen to it again? Yeah, I did listen to it again. I did listen to it again. Yeah, he did say that. So he, he wasn't quite as um, bruising as Jesse just was there. But um, <laughs> but that's all of the uh, retweets and queet quotes. So now, uh, Matthew... Kersey, it's time to get into the album battle. And I'm really glad that Kersey suggested this. I, I I told her earlier, I said, I'm so glad you suggested this because, man, I haven't listened to these albums in a while. And, man, they're both fantastic. There's so many good songs on both of these albums. And uh, it was just it was just fun to listen to them. And it, the hard part was trying to decide on some of these. But what we're going to do, huh? I was going to say it was the hard part deciding how we're going to rig it to suit ourselves. The R- outcome of this rig it, but just just like the I'm, last time we did. I mean, oh. well, I don't need one particular album to win. In this case, it's not, I'm not trying no. to prove anything. 
Well, there was no rigging. There was no rigging last time, just in case anybody thinks there was. I mean, when you when you take out the worst song from an album to make the other one have a better chance, then and then and then and then when it doesn't win, people still say you're trying to rig it. Ah, you whatever. So, so what we're doing here is we got we got Tyranny of Souls versus Chemical Wedding, and both of these albums have two things in common. I think. Um, Roy Z is on both of them playing guitar and Bruce is singing. Obviously uh, Adrian plays on chemical wedding, but not tyranny of soul. So, but man, just hearing these albums, man, just, I realize how great Roy Z is just like, God, mm. he really brings something that Bruce needs. You know, he offers, he's a good partner with Bruce in writing the songs. Cause, hmm. but yeah, I figured what we'll do. There's ten. There's ten track listed songs on each album, at least on the original versions. And on Tyranny of Souls, the first song is called Mars Within, and all it is is an intro to track number two, Abduction. But because we were having, we were trying to find two songs. We didn't want to put anything up against Tattooed Millionaire because, I mean, that'd be it'd be like what eight to two, maybe nine to one, and. I think that this was the only album that really fit. So actually, let me say it this way. This is what Kirsty chose. And I thought this would be a strong battle with that too. So, but yeah, we're just going to go ahead and do King and Crimson versus Mars within just to keep everything completely even because otherwise you end up having a, a track at the end that doesn't have a match. And that's kind of what we ended up with. We could have ended up with on the, Peace of mind versus Seventh Son. So, does that sound fair? Yes. Okay. Sure. Sure. Okay. So, um, what we'll do is we'll just go song by song, and we'll if 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 for if for some reason one of you picks one song and the other one picks the other, I guess I will be the deciding vote at the end. But Kirsty. I'm going to let you start off the album battle. You can uh, tell us why you like the song, why you don't like it, or why you chose one or the other, or you can just say what you pick, whatever you want to do. So King and Crimson versus Mars Within Kirsty. Tell us how it goes. Yeah, King and Crimson's such a great opener, and it's actually one of my favorite songs. And it's got really heavy chords, and it goes straight into a head-banging rhythm with fantastic riffs. The voice, Bruce's voice is incredible. Especially when he sings the pre-chorus, it's absolutely soaring. Oh yeah! Um, this, as you scream into the web of silence, bit. Yes. So and good. the solos are both some of the best on the album. Yeah. So it's a bit of a shame that it's up against Mars Within. Yeah. Uh, but Mars Within is um, it's only one minute thirty, mm-hmm. but like I think Eyes of March is its own song, mm-hmm. but. This doesn't really sound like it. It's a song. It sounds like an intro. More like Satellite 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's really creepy and ominous. It sounds like it would be the opener for a concept album. Yeah. But I don't think Tyranny of Souls really is a concept album. Um, so, obviously, I'm going to have to go for King and Crimson on this one. Okay. Okay. Matthew, what do you think? Uh I will agree. It's a good opening track. It's heavy for an opening track. I thought that Bruce sounded really good on this. Um, I'd never taken much notice of the lyrics. 
on this so i don't really know what it's supposed to be about but i do like his vocal delivery and i i really enjoy the guitar tone on this i enjoyed the tone more on this than what i did accident of birth so i like that it moved in a a grittier direction um it's got a really big fat heavy sound to it which i kind of liked and like kirsty was saying the solos in this are really really cool mm-hmm. um and i like Kirsty was saying, like Bruce, I like the the escalating chorus in this as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it's a good solid opening track to the album. And what's it up against? You know, Mars, Mars Within, and it's just like a little intro, like she said. But it doesn't bother me. Like I don't skip this, and it's not a song to itself per se, but it doesn't bother me. But you got to go King and Crimson, I think, for this. One's a song, one's an intro. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Um, I totally agree. Uh, King and Crimson is such a strong opener. It's it's an incredible opener. Like like Kirsty mentioned about the pre-chorus. Oh, the the way he his voice sounds phenomenal, and I, I can't remember the exact lines. He's as the as the veil mm-hmm. was the line he sings there. But you know what I'm talking about? That where he sings yeah, that. I was doing the second one because that they have different lyrics for yeah. each pre-chorus. I know so going into that one of them, he's as you scream into the web of silence. Yeah, I know there's, there's one where he's ending it. He says, he says, there is nothing that can save you now. And then he's like, yeah. arise. And that chorus is just, mm. oh, it's just so great. It, it's 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 so strong. And there's lots of um, the harmonies in it, like the way he harmonizes with himself, you know, d- double or triple tracked or whatever it is on both of these albums. A lot is just phenomenal. It sounds great. And yeah, Mars Within is really, it's a cool intro. But it 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 can't really it doesn't have a chance against the King in Crimson. So the King in Crimson comes man. That's just such a great song. It's so good. Like and like you said, I think I'm wondering if most of these songs are tuned down to like drop D or something. That's what yes, I. Yes, they are. Okay, okay, because yeah, they're and um, the interesting thing was that um, Adrian Smith did not know about drop D tuning. That's yeah. Roy on. taught him that. Yeah, but he's embracing it now. Oh yeah, it sounds good, really, really good. Yes, yeah. it just gives it like makes it so much heavier. So. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, well that's a pretty clean sweep there. So uh, it makes you wonder if it would have. Um... Well, you know what, Matt? Let me ask uh-huh. you because you did it that way at first. If if King and Crimson was going up against Mars Within slash Abduction, would that have changed your vote? It would have, because I had chosen Abduction, and I put a note here that I'd expected to choose King and Crimson, Yeah, but I ended up liking the flow of um, Abduction more in the end, mm-hmm. so I was I was kind of surprised. I just Before I listened to both of them, because I listened to the albums again during the week, just because it had been a little while, mm-hmm. but I totally expected for King and Crimson just to wipe it off the floor, but it wouldn't have been the case. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of surprising, because you expect certain things of these songs, and I, I had a few that came out like that too on this album where I was just like, I absolutely adore this song. Mm-hmm. And then, and I'd be like, there's no way that this song will win or I mean, we'll lose. And then the next song would play and I'd be like, Ooh, this is going to be really, uh-huh. really, really, really tough. So <laughs> I, I found the track order uh-huh. to be really, really important. And whether um, Mars was included or not made a big difference to the overall scope of things is what I came across. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess that will get us into the next track. Chemical Wedding Against Abduction. So, um, 
Kirsty, I'm just gonna. I'll just go and we'll just do it that way every time. Kirsty, you can go first. Tell us what you think. Oh, this is um, this is really really hard. Two very very strong songs. Uh, the title track versus a single from Tyranny of Souls. And I absolutely adore the Chemical Wedding. It's got that heavy opening, really eerie voice verses, a lovely chorus about laying in the same grave. <laughs> And the most amazing pre-chorus as well, when he sings all the lighthouses. I've had this in my head since I've been listening to the album for this. Uh-huh. And the solo in this song, it's like a piece of classical music. Um, yes, it's absolutely brilliant. And Abduction as well, that starts off very fast and heavy. It's got a really fun energy, a great melodic chorus. There's a really thrashy couple of bars straight after the chorus, but most of the time it's really accessible song. The yeah. solo is very chaotic. It's got a banging ending. And um, so, yeah, this was tough. Um, I told you earlier I've got this playlist, the six and a half hour playlist with some of my favorite songs on. Yeah. It's got King and Crimson and it's got Abduction. So I'm going to pick Abduction because it ooh, made it to ooh. my playlist. Interesting. Abduction for Kirsty. Okay. All right, Matthew. Chemical Wedding versus abduction what do you think the chemical wedding and abduction so i do like the track the chemical wedding uh, i like that opening riff and the way it steps back a little bit and you've got that um bruce introductory vocal mm-hmm. and then when the music kicks back in so you've got that contrast i really like contrast within a within a track and i just would hear it's just a mid-tempo track but it delivers um i like the sound of the solo in this as well it always made me think of someone playing piano in this and i don't know why but i could just imagine if they're playing piano and the hands are going across one from the next you know either going up or down the, the keys it just reminded me of that mm-hmm. um and i've it's funny this album i know it's all to do with the the poetry of william blake and all but beyond that, I don't know what any of these tracks are about for the most part. And I'd read something. This is about fear, but I don't really get what the fear is. Hmm. Good track, nonetheless. And mm-hmm. with Abduction, I remember when I first bought this album and listened to this, I couldn't believe how heavy that, that intro was. <laughs> and I think it's probably the heaviest intro to a song that he's had. Yeah. Um but this is another cool one. This has got a, a nice big fat driving rhythm to it as well. Good chorus. And I like the layered guitar sounds that were running through it as well. And for this, this is a hard one to pick between. And But I think that I would probably just lean towards abduction as well, as well as Kirsty did, which kind of surprises me. Because I just would have expected to go with... Um, the chemical wedding, but nope. After a decent listen today, I was like, no, abduction, I think, just gets it across the line a little. Yeah, I was kind of surprised too. Mm-hmm. I thought going into this, <clears throat> yeah, I thought chemical wedding, I, I almost just thought, well, there won't be much on Tyranny of Souls that's going to have even a chance. Because I, I just, I'm not as fam- quite as familiar with that album, even though when I listen to it, I know all the songs. I just it's not one I've listened to as much. I've listened to Chemical Wedding more, I guess. So I and and there's a certain, I guess because I've heard so many people talk about Chemical Wedding is so much better than Accident of Birth that it's it's almost like a very romanticized Bruce album, like it's just his masterpiece, <clears throat> and it is a great album, but 
so I so I guess I take that into consideration when I was thinking about it going up against Tyranny of Souls as well. I just thought kind of like what you said about uh about peace of mind going against Seventh Son. Yeah, good mm-hmm. luck, you know? Good luck. <laughs> and that's that's kind of how I felt going into this. So um my results were a little more mixed than I was expecting. So but with this one, yeah, I, I, Chemical Wedding is a lot. It's a especially, you know, after King and Crimson, it's a lot more mid tempo song. And Bruce sounds really great, you know, and you know, and so we lay. Uh, we I don't know what all the lines are. How he, I don't I don't know the words. I know how I can sing it, but you know, we live the same day. A chemical we live the same. Lay so- in the same grave. Oh, is that what he said? Okay, yeah. yeah, you said that a second ago. That's right. Uh, a chemical wedding. You know, and he sounds great. And and that guitar solo, you know, that goes in, it's a really, really nice guitar solo. Uh-huh. And going back into, I like the song and I, you know, so then it goes, you go into abduction and like you said, it, 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 start, it starts out with the super heavy riffing, you know, Bruce sounds, he sounds awesome on both of these albums. I mean, it's just something that'll get repeated, but he sounds phenomenal. The chorus, um, you know, the, what do you want from me? I sense your mastery. There's something you won't ever find. The, the 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 layering of his vocals again. I just love it. It's it's funny because these songs sound so intense and heavy and and dark to a degree, but then the choruses are they. I don't know how to really describe it. They just seem like they're full of life. You know, they're <laughs> just mm-hmm. the big choruses. Um, and then like Kirsty said, that that part after the first chorus where that that double bass goes on for a I don't know for however long it goes and the guitar with it, you know, riffing with it. Oh, that's awesome. But um, yeah, to me, uh, to me, this is, I like chemical wedding, but it, after, you know, enough listens this week, it didn't stand a chance versus abduction. Abduction wow. t- blew it away. So, so yeah. So, so far we're, uh, we've got both of these winning all the way across. So, that surprises I, me. I kind of thought everybody else would go for Chemical Wedding, and I was going to be an outlier there. That's that's, that's what I thought too. I kind of thought that too, <laughs> and I, I'm wondering. I'm really wondering how some of these other tracks are going to go because 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 sure. there's a lo- there was a lot of them on here that were not easy choices. Because mm. there's well, it just it just says how these are both very strong albums. So mm-hmm. they're different, but they're really really good. And uh, uh, oh, actually, I'll save that for the end. Um, the next song is uh, from Chemical Wedding. We have The Tower and on – I'm blanking out here. And on Tyranny Soul. of Souls, Tyranny. yeah, we, we have Soul Intruders. So, um, Kirsty, go ahead. Yeah, I first heard this song. Um, I didn't get the albums in the 90s. I've only heard them probably in the last five or six years. Uh-huh. And I first saw this song, The Tower, on YouTube. It's got a really cool video. Okay. But, um, yeah, I was absolutely blown away. That's why I had to go and buy the album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a really great bass opening. Uh, it goes into a really fun, catchy song with a sing-along chorus. Mm-hmm. It's about tarot cards or something. I'm just really mm-hmm. not familiar with the work of William Blake. I think it's a little bit too difficult for me to understand, maybe. <laughs> anyway, this song's got the most incredible guitar harmonies in the instrumental. Mm-hmm. And Soul Intruders, it's got a really heavy, thrushy start, but it kind of chills out a bit once the verse starts. Yeah. Got a very happy sounding chorus, powerful solo, and then um, it goes back to a thrushy ending again. So it's a really cool tune. I like it a lot, but I 
think the tower is something really special, so the tower wins. Okay. Kirsty with the tower. Matthew, how about you? So the tower is one of my favorites off of Chemical Wedding. It's probably one of my favorites out of his entire solo catalog too. Um, yeah, I like his vocal melodies in this again. And it's funny because it's a little bit cut and paste for comments because this album is very, very even. Um, but there's little parts in there that I like, little um, parts of the verses where he's got these little background vocals that would kind of kick in where he's emphasizing on some of the lines, mm. um, you know, talking about the priestess, that's the priestess you know, to receive just little bits in the background like that. Uh, Wait, you like that so or don't like that? I do like that. It's little bits that okay. you feel like they could feel in. I like, like the background. Sounds like it's in the distance, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really cool the way they added those in there. But yeah, like you mentioned with the tarot and all that sort of thing, because I was looking through some of the lyrics on this today and I was like, oh, okay. The moon, the sun, the priestess, the tower, this is all to do with tarot stuff. Otherwise, this song doesn't really mean much to me lyrically, but I enjoyed that. One of my favorites, like I said. But then Soul Intruders. So yeah, this starts off pretty hard as well. And this is something that I just assumed it was a continuation of like the intro and then into, into abduction. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's still thematically to do with, you know, extraterrestrial things. Um, but I was reading like the half-life lines, <laughs> who sits on my throne and all these sort of things. Mm -hmm. I was like, is this to do with like, not parasites per se, the parasitic nature and like who's in control. Like, um, what did it say? Something about eats but never kills. There was lines like that. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, all these lyrics are pretty cool. But the song itself, uh, I liked his vocal range, and this thing, Bruce does a really cool job. Catchy mm -hmm. choruses in it. And I think that with this one, though, as good as the song that it is, I would give this to The Tower, because this was always one of my favorites where I thought Soul Intruders was a bit of a grower for me. Okay. So for me, it's going to be The Tower. Okay. Well, I like both of you, man. The Tower. I love, love that song. I love, like the bass intro is pretty cool to me, but mm -hmm. there, there's a part in the song where, where the bass and the guitars are doing that. And then the guitar solo is going to a solo, but underneath it and really loud in the mix, you can still hear the bass. And I don't even listen to the guitar solos. I just keep listening to that bass line. I'm like, that is rhythm. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um, the chorus is is just so um, – a lot of the choruses, I think, on this are big and melodic. Like you said, Kershaw, they're like sing-along. And, yeah. and his vocals layered together sound incredible. Just I'll, I'll, that whole lovers in the tower, the moon and sun divided. Um, the priestess kneels to receive all that. <laughs> that is my least favorite thing about the song. Oh. Yeah. Witness all the killing, killing. I hate, I hate that. Um, that's the one thing I don't like about the song. I mean, you take that away. I like everything else in the song. I think it's just kind of stupid sounding, you know, uh, that little part. I like part. everything about the song. I like everything but that. Um, okay. So then you got Soul Intruders. Uh, it starts with a fast pace. And the way he sings the, the, the uh, verses you know, like, uh, I got the lyrics in front of me. He says, you know, like, we ride the cosmic strings of, and he kind of holds up time and all that. Um, the chorus, again, is one of these big melodic choruses. 
where the soul intruder is in the whirling void of light. Um, now, I got to say, for Matthew here, I have never thought twice about what any of these lyrics are about. I just uh, take it for what it's worth, and I just like, I love the way the song sounds. The lyrics aren't bad in a way. Like, sometimes a Kiss lyric can be so bad it can ruin a song for me. None of the lyrics are so weird that they ruin the songs for me, I don't think. Um, I just really enjoy, like, I, I think he's probably singing about some really dark stuff. And it just, but it sounds so happy, you know, in the choruses. Because his vocal melodies, so yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's like to do with the occult and so forth, uh, isn't it? But, yeah. Um, on the chemical wedding. Right. Yeah. It could be about anything. But yeah. I think he just thinks that's, if he sings about that, it sounds good. Hey, whatever, however he puts it together, man, it, it sounds great. Um, mm. I think the the double bass and the riffing at the beginning, I like. The verses are great. The chorus is great. Um, both of these songs are v- very strong, very strong. And this is the one song, I guess, where I thought y'all were going to go one way and I'd go the other. And that's what happened. Cause I voted for soul intruders. Okay. I, I, cause I couldn't believe it. I wanted to vote for that. Cause I think the tower may be the best song on chemical wedding. It's so good. Wow. And, um, unfortunately, uh, you know, I, that's why it's good that there's three of us. Yeah, it is because that will uh, that will um, help this out. Um, uh, hold on, S I. Okay, I, I wanted to mention uh, too. Did did either one of y'all notice on uh, Tyranny of Souls that there seemed to be a lot of little mentions of songs from Iron Maiden past? Yeah, like, like on uh, Abduction, he says, "You know, the prisoner has been set free." Oh, I didn't. Well, get that's a bit of a reach. <laughs> no, he says this prisoner has been set free. I think that's totally a little bit of a, a throwback to Iron Maiden. Okay. And then uh actually the next song this is we got a uh, Killing Floor versus Kill Devil Hill. And uh give me one second cuz I'm trying to remember exact I know the first words of that song. Blood Brothers. So is that some kind of a reference? Obviously. And then, and then later in the in one of the, I think in the, he says like the Icarus of old. Yeah. I'm like, come on, he's. I, I thought I noticed there's a few little things here, and then I got a little funny on it, and I said, I think these are things that he's interested in. That's why he's written about yeah. them in the past. And then the word plunder was in there, so I was like, is that a throwback to uh, plundering? <laughs> <laughs> That's a happy little song you're referring to. Yeah, happy. Yeah. And then and then he uses the word heaven in there, so I was like, is that a throwback to heaven can wait? <laughs> No, I didn't think plunder in heaven. Say the word the. Yeah, he says the. So it might be the uh, the flight of Icarus or the trooper. That operation. Yeah. (laughs) Moving on. um, Killing floor versus kill Devil Hill. Kirsty, tell us what you decided on this. Killing floor is a Smith Dickinson song. This is really different. It's not like anything else. Bruce sings with different voices in different sections of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best things about this song is you can yell Satan along with the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the solos. Roy Z's solo's got a bit of a disturbing quality. He picks some strange notes. And then straight after that, there's a harpsichord section. So, yeah, it's, it's, really, um, it's really an unusual song. If you watch the video, which is about the seven deadly sins, it, Features Arthur Brown as the devil. 
You oh, can see yeah. Adrian getting hit on the head with a lettuce whilst playing the violin. <laughs> funny. And this song is up against Kill Devil Hill, um, which starts out really heavy and ominous. And you would think it may be another song about Satan if you don't know about the Wright brothers in their first flight at mm-hmm. Kill Devil Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really about that and the wind conditions on the hill. But you could tell that Bruce is really into this story. He sounds like he really cares about these lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it, this is another song with a, you know, it starts off heavy and has a very melodic chorus. Um, Killing Floor is my pick on this one. Killing Floor, oh, we know why. We know why. You said it at the beginning. As soon as you said it, it's a Bruce and Adrian, right? I was like, okay, I, I already wrote your choice down. <laughs> Did you? I could hear your pencil. <laughs> Matthew, how about you? So The Killing Floor. I always thought this was an unusually aggressive kind of track um, for them. There's some parts of it that I like. Like, I like the verses in this. And I, I do like the vocal melody like in the lead up to the choruses. But I wasn't really a fan of the chorus itself. And for the solo, I was like, well, the solo is equally as aggressive as what this song is. But it just doesn't move me at all. I don't think it... The tone of the song doesn't really work for me. It just never, ever did. didn't gel with me. But Kill Devil Hill, this wasn't really a favorite ever. I, I liked it. And I remember when I first got it, I was like, what is Devil Hill? Like, what are they trying to kill? I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about it. So I knew of like the Wright Brothers and Kitty Hawk, but I didn't realize that that place, Kitty Hawk, was either changed its name or it's referred to as Kill Devil Hill. But it all made more sense to me after I had a bit of a read-up on that. But I really like the music to this, and like Kirsty was saying, it's a story that he's taking pretty seriously. You can tell by the nature of the lyrics. And the outro was one thing on this that I used to think was really odd and kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't get the way it would fit into this song. It just kind of zones out. But then the longer I've listened to it and kind of grown up with it, the more I like it. I like the – it's got a calming nature to it. Oh, yeah. So if you imagine – all the work that they've put into this massive event. And then when that last part of the music comes through, it's as if that's when they're flying and it's all paying off. I could paint that visual picture to myself. Hmm. and But that's just the way I think. But so for me, it was going to be Kill Devil Hill. Kill Devil Hill. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a surprise maybe, but no, I like it. The, the reason that I know what Kill Devil Hill was is because of Nesbitt, because <laughs> he talked about it on uh, Talking Maiden on when they did the episode where they were, went over this album. And otherwise, I would have no earthly idea what this was about. <laughs> and I don't even care. It, it's, it's like I said, a lot of these, the older I get, I don't get to pay as m- quite as much attention to the lyrics sometimes. And But, but I, like I hear things that sound cool. And, and lyrically... Well, first, Killing Floor. I think Bruce harkened back to his his best uh, fear of the dark and tattooed millionaire screaming to do his <laughs> screaming Satan during the choruses or whatever. Um, Killing Floor is just a song that's never done anything for me. Oddly, these songs both have the word kill in them. <laughs> um, Killing, song, uh, Killing Floor just never did anything for me, though. I, it's never been one that I really got into too much. Um on the other hand, Kill Devil Hill, like just the way it starts out, the, the intensity of the vocals, 
and and the chorus, the way the chorus sounds, um, with the heavy, you know, and the guitar, like Roy Z's playing on the on the song, is just really he he sounds great on this whole album. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like the way he's singing the verses. Um, you know, it's it, it's a certain um, the melody he uses, you know, because where he's like the Blood Brothers of Angel, it just kind of it, it's not just a typical. Sing a line, sing a line, sing a line. It's kind of he, you know. And then, um, like I said, the chorus, it's its a lot of lyrics in the chorus. Like, here's the chorus. As the wind whips over the hillside, 20 knots over Kill Devil Hill. Steady wind blows over the sand, 20 knots over Kill Devil Hill. As the breeze which whips straight as an arrow, let her go over Kill Devil Hill. Gasoline and the wind and the wires, Kill Devil Hill and the way to the stars. I love the way he sings that last line, too. The way he accents it and the way, you know, that's really high up. It's really cool. So yeah, for, none of this is generic or phoned in. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. He's he um he definitely brought it his A game on this and and for me that's why I'm going for Kill Devil Hill as well. So uh so as of right now, just um four tracks in we're 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 squared away at two to two. So, cool. yeah. So, the next one we have The Book of Thel from Chemical Wedding and Navigate the Seas of the Sun from Tyranny of Souls. So, Kirsty, what do you think? Uh, Book of Thel, another song with a creepy opening and a sing along chorus. Get this quite a lot on the Bruce Dickinson albums. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a really great pre chorus and chorus. And there's a really cool section with the drums. And the way Bruce spits out spits out his rotten core is so cool. It's brilliant solos. Yeah, it's a really good song. Um, Navigate the Seas of the Sun stands out as being really different to yeah. what I just said. Um, it's on a really heavy album. And the first time I heard it, it really made me pay attention. It's just a lovely song which you can play to your children, because I know, because I did when they were younger. (laughs) And it starts out with Bruce singing gently with piano in the background, and there's an acoustic solo that's got a Latin feel, like with um, Roy's Tribe of Gypsies. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Bruce lets rip from time to time. And it's it's maybe about space exploration and leaving Earth to explore space, but you can take it to mean the afterlife as well. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting and different, and because of that... um, Navigate the seas of the sun wins. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Let me. Uh... Okay. Um, Matthew, how about you? So, Book of Thel on this album, this might be in the top two, would be in the top three for me. Uh, I like the eerie intro to this as well. I always thought that something bad was going to happen, and then bang, you know, that, that riff comes in and. Bruce just lets fly with you know the markers on you now. I love the the start of that. I just thought it's a cool hard rocking track with the chorus that I've always liked on this. Um, it's a song that doesn't have to sound heavy to to sound to sound mean. I guess I like the emphasis that he places on certain phrases and words. You know, just conveying a tone within the song. Like the veils of flesh, you know, ripped. The way he would deliver some of the words in this, I just loved it. Uh, a lot of strong lyrics in it, and it's one of my favourite songs on there. 
And one of the lines in there I made a note of as well. It's just so picturesque. He's got now the harlot womb of death spits out its rotten core. You know, it's just sinister sort of lines like that that stick with me. But top notch song for me. And it one. sounds kind of happy when he says it too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't go like, there. He just sounds really mean. Like I like it. It's gritty. The the lyric is mean, but the way he's yeah. he's just singing it really high and and it just it doesn't oh, yeah. you know it doesn't sa- it's not happy but just it doesn't sound like just gr- the tone doesn't match the lyric yes that's what uh-huh. yeah yeah you could hum along with that and then read it it's like oh I didn't see that coming mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I like that and then <laughs> navigate seas of the sun so like Kirsty was saying yeah this is a really different kind of song. But I just put, it's a really nice sounding track. I like Bruce's vocal delivery in this a lot. And this is a song that I did like from the very first time I heard it. And some of the lyrics in this, I just really, really enjoy. They just always kind of, always stuck with me. There was a line, the purple, golden, blue, living colors, every hue, flowers in the garden of the gods. No one can ever know, you know, if you never saw them grow. Darkness is really full of light. I love those, those lines. Mm. They're just really descriptive. Um, my acoustic was saying it's got a nice semi-acoustic solo in there as well. And I just wondered, could anyone not like this song? And I'm sure there is, but it's not me. And when it come down to this, one's a really, really good rocking song. And then this one was a bit more thought provoking for me and I liked it. And I would also go with navigate just because it's so different than the lyrics to me. It's just really beautiful. Okay. I have to write that down. That's a longer one to write down. Just write one word. Nav. Yeah. Nav. Nav. I'm just using acronyms. So, okay. So for me, uh, let's see here. The Book of Thel versus Navigate the Seas of the Sun. And there's a nice guitar work at the beginning of it. And when it kicks in, that that riff is is very heavy. It's very driving. And then I love the way they kind of fade I think they do. I think they call it like a reverse fade where his voice fades in. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, ah, the mark is on you now. And, oh, and it's just intense. And the way he's singing those, I, I <laughs> love it. Love it so much. Um, the chorus of this song, you know, come the dawning of the dead. You know, like you said, like now the harlot, what's the word? The harlot womb of death. <laughs> Yeah. spits out its <laughs> rotten core. That? I mean, that's incredible. It's incredible. It's, it's incredibly dark, but man, it sounds uh, incredible. It just sounds awesome. Like, I don't even care. I'm driving down the road. I got one hand uh, way up in the air. Like I'm singing it like, like the way blaze Bailey does, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's a, there's a part later in the song where he's doing like a whoa, whoa, whoa part. Mm-hmm. And, and you can hear Bruce behind it, like really faint. Like singing it really high, it's like, it's like a group singing whoa, and then you can hear Bro- Bruce like just going whoa, like really high in the back. That sounds awesome. Um, so I really, I really enjoy that. I think I like you. I think that's one of the best. That's another one of the best songs on this album. Um, and navigate the seas of the sun. The lyrics in this song, like you said, there's a lot of interesting lyrics. I was listening to. I think it's very poetic. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very poetic. Um, and you, you made a statement just a minute ago, and I'm just going to read what I wrote. And this will probably tie in with the statement you just said a minute ago. I wrote, this song just kind of bores me. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Um, 
Absolutely. I do not like this is like a skipper for me. I don't like it. I, this I, takes it, me back to who wouldn't like it. it no, yeah, you said who me. you just said who wouldn't like who it. Wouldn't and that's like me. That. When you said that, I just got a big smile on my face. I just thought, well, you're about to find out. It, it's not a bad song. It's just it, it's I love the heaviness and the aggression of these albums. So to throw that in there for me, it just doesn't do anything for me. It's a pretty song. The lyrics are really and I guess in a way toward the end of the song. You know, it just feels like it, it drags out too long. It's like he just keeps he just keeps going and going, and I'm like, okay, Bruce, we're okay, we get it. You can write nice lyrics. Let's move on. So, yeah, this is absolutely book of fell for me. I I I I, I would call navigate the seas of the sun a turd compared to that. So, well, <laughs> I like that. I really like the constant level of his where that track's ending. Well, he just keeps singing, but then yeah. you can hear him singing in that upper register in the background yeah. and the and the guitar as well. That really surprised me that you would say. I mean, the other track's awesome. Yeah, it's just, what, oh. You want every song to sound exactly the same. That's They're all different. 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 I mean, just the way the, the, the way he's singing, the, the melodies are all different. And Matt, I literally almost had you written down Book of Thel right before you even got done with it. Because I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to, he's going with me on this. Okay, so here I am. I'm the lone guy going, going, um. Going uh, with the, uh, the the I don't know, man. I just thought there. Was, I, this is one where I thought there's no way that that this would lose to anything. So um, okay, so that brings another. That's a so that's another. Uh, those are both okay. So that's tyranny of souls. Okay, okay. So uh, this is starting to look like a little bit of well, it's three to two now. Three to two. Okay, three to two. Tyranny long, of souls. Long way to go yet. Long way to go yet. That is true. So um, we're halfway. We're halfway done, and um, it could be a long way to the top for Tyranny of Souls. It's a long way to the top. Um, oh God, I can't believe both of y'all picked that. When Kirsty said it, I was just like, "There's no way." I was like, "Oh, I guess this is going to be more me and Matt picking the same things, and Kirsty's going to be the outlier here." But I guess I'm the outlier. No, you found out that you're wrong. Oh yeah, I found that. I find that every day. So <laughs> golly, I can't believe y'all picked against that. We spat out the rotten core and went for Navigate. <laughs> Golly, I, I had to hold myself in so hard when Kirsty said, "Now nah, it's got to be that," and I was like, I, "I almost wanted to cuss." Like, what the f are you talking about? It, it's kind—it's of, too easy to go for. Um, no, for, it's just—it's such—it's too easy because it's such a better song. It's awesome. I love. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, and you, you go listen to you go on your well, island. You both and, love Book of Thel, but you know. Yeah, I, that's not what I'm hearing here. So. Ugh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that woke mentality. If you don't if you don't like if you didn't vote for this, you hate the other one. So. Well, I am woke. All right, next one. <laughs> Moving right along. All right, Gates of Your Horizon versus um, River of No Return. Kirsty. Okay, so Gates of Your Horizon. That's got a nice slow intro. It's almost getting into ballad territory here which it really suits Bruce's voice. And we get some really nice melodic solos. Um, it's very different to River of No Return, which has more energy, great chorus. And it's about the river sticks. And it's got a really heavy section between the solos, considering it isn't a massively heavy song. Mm -hmm. um, that just really gives it a burst of energy there. Um, on this one, I'm going to go with River of No Return. River of Another no one for Tyranny of Souls. Is, is that okay, Uncle Steve? Is that okay if she does that? 
I'll 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 just give you my thoughts. I'm, I'm just look. I'm, I'm just passionate about the songs, you know. Sorry. Apparently, at getting to the big chorus, uh, it always just seems to build towards that, and then getting to the cool solo that's in it as well. And it's just got a real cool atmosphere about it. I like it, but I don't think it's one of the best songs on that album. River of No Return. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like this one. I think there's a lot to like about it. Uh, I like the contrast throughout the song from the hard riff, then it goes back to a softer kind of area where Bruce is singing, then that big chunky riff kind of comes back in. And I just think it's a real good solid mid-tempo banger. It's just heavily melodic, but I really like his delivery in this. The way he hangs on to some of the notes in the chorus, I like. Mm-hmm. And I just went River of No Return as well, kind of surprisingly. Okay. Um, one thing about Gates of Your Horizon that, is always weird to me is because on the song before it, there's that little spoken thing at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And he calls it, mm-hmm. and he says, Urizen. So I was always like, why don't they, why doesn't he use the right pronunciation that Bruce is going to use in the next song? You know, I just thought I've always found that to be odd. Well, I don't know which is correct, but um, it wouldn't sound good if he was singing <laughs> at the gates of Urizen, would it? Uh, it, the correct way is what Bruce sings. That's just, I, I, I just think they should be the same either way, you mm. know? So, um, cause it would have been, the guy could have just went, perhaps it's your eyes and well, instead of per- I think perhaps it's your eyes. I think you've missed your chance to get that point across to old Willie Blake. Oh, what? <laughs> to get your point across about how to, I don't, how to say it. Y'all keep talking about that name and I don't know who that is. William Blake probably knew how to say it. That's not him. who's doing the spoken word. part. No, uh, is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who. Uh, no, William Blake, um, not from this century. He's gone. Who is he? Yeah. Is he a writer? He is, um, yeah, poet, artist, writer. I've heard, um, I mean, I've heard the name. I just don't know who he is. Much chemical Wedding is based on his works. Oh, okay. That's why there's a lot of similar themes. Oh, okay. And he also painted the picture that's on the album cover. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm not very smart. But the more you read about him, the more you realize that you're probably, you know, unless you're really brainy, probably not going to understand it. Yeah, that's okay. That, that, that makes me feel better. So, okay. So, yeah, Gates of Horizon, um, it's a softer, like you said, it's kind of bowdy. It's got, there's a really, really, really awesome Adrian Smith guitar solo in it, though. Like where he just really kind of meanders off and. I like that. If I'm unless I'm thinking of the wrong song, but man, I, I can hear it. It's it's, it's really good. Um, I like that song. I mean, it's got the. It's a good song. I don't, it's not one I would skip like um, that other song, but um, <clears throat> I almost skipped that song every time I was listening after because I was like, "There's no way I'm picking this one." <laughs> but I can't. Hey, which, which song would you skip? Uh, the navigate the oh, season of the sun. Navigate, navigate the oh, season of the sun. Skip, I wouldn't skip anything from either. Of I didn't albums. skip it when I was listening, but I just thought. Yeah, I could skip this and I wouldn't feel like I was missing out. Uh, I thought you meant skip something on chemical. No, nah, no, not not yet, not yet. So, uh, oh yeah, that's not even. What are you going to? We're not done yet. Yes. Just let's, let's just let's just get to where we're getting here. I don't want to jump ahead. Um, okay. So yeah, so okay. So I said Gacy, your eyes. So River of No Return. It, it starts off with a really cool heavy riff, and the it's got the really really big chorus. Um. I didn't write a lot on this one. I, it, it, this is not a favorite of mine. I don't like the chorus as much as some of the other choruses that have come before it or some of the ones that come after. But I do like it better than the Gates of Your Eyes. And so I voted for also River of No Return. 
Matt, what did you vote for? I voted for River. Okay. I didn't write yours down for some reason. Because you probably thought it didn't count. wasn't worthy. <laughs> that's that's besides the point. <laughs> no, he agreed isn't, with it. Weird. Isn't that how, that's how it goes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's how it goes. So, oh gosh, I still can't believe you guys. God, I'm just so disappointed. I can't believe. Hold down, mate. You know, sometimes you just oh, I, I literally thought, okay, here we go, here we go. There- I can't believe you either. <laughs> Good. Good. I like to be unbelievable sometimes. So. Um, okay, so so this next one is a uh, very tough one, I thought. Um, Jerusalem against Power of the Sun. Kirsty, what did you decide on this? Yeah, two very good songs. Um, Jerusalem is amazing. What Bruce can do with a hymn, it's just like what he did with Oh God of Earth and Altar on Revelations. Mm-hmm. It's just made hymns cool. I think Andrew Whitnell said he had both of those hymns at his wedding. And I also, yeah. I had Jerusalem at mine. Um, I love this song. I love it. It just suddenly just gets really heavy. It just goes off on one. Absolutely amazing. Um, Power of the Sun is, it's a fast, heavy, powerful song with a great chorus. And I really love it. it sounds a little bit Iron Maiden-y, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jerusalem, I think, is absolutely outstanding. One of my favorites on the album. And it has to win. So, so you had Jerusalem in your wedding before you even heard this song. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, uh, Matthew. Jerusalem. I do like this track as well. I thought it's a very different sounding start to what's happening on most of the album, but it's one of my favorite uh, Bruce vocal performances on this one. I just thought it's a really powerful song. When he starts wailing into that let it rain, you just hear the power in his voice. And I love it. The guitar, the harmonies in this are really cool. The solo, the rhythm throughout, everything about this is just a top track. But Power of the Sun as well. I don't know if I needed the little whoa, whoa at the start, whatever that was about. <laughs> Didn't really fit in with anything. <laughs> um, but after that, this one just bolts out of the gates, I thought. And I've just got, this is just another banger of a track. And it's hard for me to kind of pick which way I'd like to go on this. And I had a question mark because I was like, I'm going to leave this one to the last moment. Uh, But I think that I'd probably go with Power of the Sun as well. I just like that it's a little bit more up-tempo all the way through. But it doesn't take anything away from Jerusalem. What do you say as well? You know I didn't go for Power of the Sun. Oh, you didn't? She went Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going Power of the Sun. As okay, I like it, the way that Steve's saying Jerusalem. How how do I say it? Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Come Jerusalem. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Is that how you? I don't know. Kirsty, I'm not proper. You know. I didn't notice the way you. Well, saying I don't it. think any of us are proper. I don't speak what. Well. <laughs> <laughs> proper something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Jerusalem versus Power of the Sun for me. Uh, yeah, Jerusalem is an awesome song. Like like what Matt was saying about the, the let it rain. You know, when he just really, I, I don't know if I know the right words, but says let it rain, let it rain. Tears of something fall down from the sky, whatever. that. The way he sings that line, so good, so good. Um, there's a music section in the middle of the song, you know, where it starts. It was like, da-da-da-da-da. That whole musical section is really, really, really good. Um, I really do like Jerusalem a lot. Um, Power of the Sun, uh, 
like that weird that weird vocal thing almost makes you as soon as it starts you're just like what what's this going to be this isn't going to be very good um but there is a line there there's a both of these songs actually i thought it was funny that these songs matched up because they both have a word from an iron maiden song that i wrote down because i said earlier i was trying to find those they both have the word citadel in them which i thought was an interesting word to have in one song let alone two wow yeah, they do. I hadn't noticed that. That's incredible. Yeah, and then of course Citadel's in um what's the song on Dance of Death? Uh um Montsegur. Montsegur, yeah. So so that was but this was out was this out before Dance of Death? After. After, okay. So Power of the Sun was out after it. Okay, okay. The chemical Wedding was out before it. Okay, okay. So um but I thought, yeah, that the fact that they both had the word Citadel in the same matching songs doing these was kind of interesting. But um, like I said, it starts with that weird vocal thing. It, it kicks in. It's really heavy with the guitar. Um, a line that I thought was really cool in the song, when he says, is this a cita- Citadel? Is this a prison cell? I thought that was a pretty cool uh, little rhyming scheme. And then in the chorus, he says, I know he says the echoes of the footfalls. But I didn't know that. I kept thinking he was... I knew it. I thought, what I'm thinking can't be right. But I just thought he was saying the echoes of the footballs. <laughs> so I thought, you know, Andrew would probably appreciate... Would probably... Like Steve Harris type Did you think it was a, a tie-in? Yeah. A tie-in back to the earlier Yeah, had, had something to do with the weekend warrior. <laughs> He's going to come out. What are you going to do on Monday? Yeah. But, you know, the, the chorus of this... Um, it's, it's, it's another one of those high-soaring choruses. And it's big... And I really like this one a lot too. Um, and I'm really, really shocked here though, Matt, um, mm-hmm. because I expected to agree with Kirsty more on this, and I'm going for Power of the Sun as well. I uh, oh, that's that surprises me. Yeah, I did not. I, I thought there's no way. Like um, like earlier, uh, there was a song where I thought uh, I would never. What was the song earlier where I felt that um, the Tower? No tower. Like I thought there, I, oh. I would never vote against the tower. I didn't think I would vote against Jerusalem either. I was just like, okay, this is a shoe in. And then I, and then when the other one, I was going, oh man, this is really good. This is really good. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So, um, power of the sun. So now let's see where we're at right here. We got, um, three from what was the last, what was the last one we did? Jerusalem and, um, Power of the Sun. Power of the Sun. Okay. So the next one is Trumpets of Jericho and Devil on a Hog. Uh, River of No Return. Is that Tyranny of Souls as well? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This is uh, this is turning into a uh, a little bit of a bloodbath unless uh, unless a Chemical Wedding makes a really fast turnaround here. We've got three songs left. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, we do. What's what's the running total? Uh, five to two. Tyranny of oh, Souls. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, so that really, that really does surprise me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is not what could, I expected. Could possibly get a draw. Yeah, well, we're going to see. Well, we, I'm sure we could, you know, arrange something. We're not arranging anything here. We don't do that. We we tell it like it is. So We can we can yeah. see. We can see. That we're honest. We're honest. That's, 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 what, that's what the people will think. Oh, they just rigged it. That's why we have... Um, that's why we have Bruce Dickinson uh, spoken word reviews that are honest and not 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 one guy going, oh yeah, it was just a lot of fun. I was laughing. I had a good time. 
And then the other guy actually tells the truth, you know? That's how it the, the side side splittingly uh, funny. Yes. <laughs> hey, you know what? I did a poll recently where I said I asked everyone, what's your favorite kind of episodes that we do? Is it is it the um album versus album? Is it the Iron Maiden stories? Is it the somewhere back in time or something else? I had one right in vote, Matthew, for Bruce Dickinson al- uh, um, spoken word reviews. Yeah, did that count when you put that in, Kirsty? <laughs> it was Kirsty. Oh, was it? It was Kirsty. It was me. Like a couple of people agreed with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. can't go wrong with that. Um, a lot, a lot of my favorite episodes have been like um, one-offs, not yeah in those categories. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, so this next one. I've said this about three other times already, but this was not an easy one on this one either. Cause you got two really strong songs. You got trumpets of Jericho and devil on a hog. So Kirsty, what do you think here? Yeah. Trumpets of Jericho is really cool song. It's got really heavy breakdown in the middle mm-hmm. and uh, a great cackle for Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to nitpick the chorus is, just the name of the song repeated and it's a little bit high pitched, but am I really an Iron Maiden fan if I say that? <laughs> yeah. And um Devil on a Hog, that's that's a kind of more hard rock than metal. It's a bit of a mm. motorbike song. I think it's got one of the best choruses on either album, though. It's it's really fun. Um so I'm actually gonna go for the one that doesn't sound maidenly. I'm going to go for Devil on a Hog, which is of Tyranny of Souls. Devil on a Hog for Kirsty. Okay. Matthew, how about you? So, Trumpet to Jericho, another top track off this particular album. And I'd put a note that I like the opening riff because it reminds me of something that could have been on Accident of Birth. Um, it's a great chorus in this as well. And this album, I realized that a couple of things that stood out. I really like the drumming on this album there's a lot of spaces within it to make the the songs themselves just heavy sounding uh it's got one of my favorite all-time lyrics uh man is born forever free but is everywhere in chains trapped inside this earthly prison cell and it was just something that the first time i heard that it just stuck with me mm-hmm. um and i just liked all the the solos through this, the music in this is just awesome, and I love the chorus. And I, I never even thought about it being repetitive until you mentioned it, Kirsty. Never. Oh, I had that spoiled it for you. It's not really a problem. Well, and, no. and he, I, I will add, he does say, "At the trumpets of Jericho, still the walls remain. At the trumpets uh-huh. of Jericho, Avalon's in chains." So it's not just necessarily repeating the same line over. Ooh, Avalon. I know. There you go. There's another one. <laughs> There's another one. But that's on uh, Chemical Wedding, so um, that doesn't count for Tyranny of Souls. No, so it's still one, one of my favorite songs. Okay. Great chorus and that Devil on a Hog. And I always thought this was kind of goofy. Um I don't know if it's just because of the title. I used to get a uh, a throat not a throwback. It used to make me think uh from here to eternity. And I don't just know if that's because of the, the bike reference or whatever. I don't know. Matthew. But it's grown on me. I just thought it was a bit of a throwaway catchy fun kind of rock song nothing serious about it and i guess that could work in its favor as well that you know you don't have to look too hard for something to to kind of get off on mm-hmm. but on this i do like devil on a hog but i'm gonna give this to trumpets of jericho i just think that's a, a pretty stellar kind of song for me 
So, so what y'all are, what you're saying is now I have to be the decider again here. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Okay. You probably can't believe what one of us picked and won't pick the same thing. No, no, I, I, I can believe both of these because I'm literally looking through both songs lyrically and just going, I know which one I've already got written down here that I voted for, and I'm like, how the heck can I vote for this one when I'm voting against this one? Because this other one is... Well, I had to... I had to cross you out on the last one before you were starting to talk. When you started talking, I had you written down as Jerusalem and I had to change it. And I've written you down for something here as well. And now I'm wondering if I'm going to have to change it again. Okay. Yeah. Cause, um, the, the, okay. So let's start here. Okay. First of all, trumpets of Jericho. I, I love, love, love. This song is so good. It starts out with that, you know, that really, this is where I really was like, this is drop, gotta be drop D, you know? And it's the way he sings that, this is the maze of life. The, the, the melodies that he wrote for this album are incredible. The, the, the um, hold on here. The, the chorus on this song too. Um, let's see here. Um, well, actually the pre-chorus is even great. You know, the way he sings the pre-chorus and then, you know, the tr- trumpets of Jericho is, is, is the, the chorus is so good. Um, and I'll say here's another different variation to the to the uh, chorus. He says, uh, "At the trumpets of Jericho, still the walls remain. Blow the trumpets of Jericho, still the walls remain. At the end of the rainbow, there the Grail remains. Sound the trumpets of Jericho, Avalon's in chains." So there's so Kirsty, your little your little synopsis there is not correct. I don't think. Um, yeah, it's still slightly high pitched though. It is very high pitched, and but I gotta say, I, I I absolutely love that chorus. I absolutely love that chorus. Um, uh, uh, the song is incredible. It's incredible, uh, and and like you said, "Devil on a Hog" is is totally. It's another complete right turn on this album or left turn on the album, where it's not really like the rest of the rest of the songs are really really happy. This sounds like like something you could hear played on the radio. You know, like you could just turn on and. Um, the, the the not the melody the, what's the other word it's really it's really catchy yes all the way through i think yeah. the the, the blending of the vocals on the chorus is incredible it, 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 the way that you won't see my face no more and it's like it, it just gets it swells it's so big and and i absolutely absolutely love it man i'm like so i'm 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 looking at these. Um, the lyrics are a little corny, you know. I I love the line. I've seen your world, and I got the shirt. <laughs> yeah. That kind of yeah. cracks me up. Um, uh, the line he says, uh, "I used to sit at God's right hand, but I quit that show to do my one night stands." <laughs> I like uh, it's a, it's kind of a weird song, but um, it's really a cool song. So, oh god, All right, this is this is a. This is when I was like you, Matt. I was a little struggling with. I mean, I I wrote my thing down. Um, Can you just say what you had written down before? <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go here and uh, ooh, this this is this definitely ends the uh, battle, Kirsty, because I'm going with Devil on a Hog. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming, Matt, that you <laughs> thought I would do Trumpets of Jericho here. Yeah. Li- let me just cross out well, trumpets. Well, <laughs> Did you write down everything you thought it'd say? Well, Matt, yeah, kinda. I also thought you were going to go say, um, with uh, Book of Fell. 
I thought you were going with Book of Fell, man. I'll make you a deal. I'll trade. I'll trade with you. You go Book of Fell, and I'll go. Uh, I'll go. I'll change to uh, Trumpets of Jericho. <laughs> I stand by my mistakes. Thank you very much. Okay. I'll keep Fell. I, I could go. E- I'll never get. I don't think either vote on this one is. I think there's not a wrong vote on this one because both of these songs are incredible. True. They're both really good. Yeah. Even though I like, I've said things that make it sound like I don't like Trumpets of Jericho. I really do. Yeah, you know, Matt, I I got Kirsty on this podcast because I thought she liked Iron Maiden, and then she just gets on here and talks smack about him. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't like this song because it sounds like Iron Maiden. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, what are you I'm going with you the one that doesn't liked... sound like Iron Maiden. Exactly. I was going to say you thought she liked them, and you thought that I knew something about them. Well, you're over two. Oh, okay. And and here's something else, Matt. The fact that you compared that song to uh, "From Here to Eternity," that that's a um, that's a "From Here to Eternity" <laughs> Not is quality wise. It's about the same thing, and it's hard yeah. rock. Yeah, like, but "From Here to Eternity," eternity is. Uh, pardon my French here, but "From Here to Tor- Eternity" is horseshite. <laughs> It's terrible. It's, it's, well, it's the worst. It's probably the worst song on Fear of the Dark. I think it is the worst. Like, like, there's about five contenders. Exactly. And that's saying, so that's saying something if you're the worst of that lot. So, Yeah. Okay. So, um, holy crap. Okay. So, now we got one, two, three, four, five, six to two right now for Tyranny of Souls. I am shocked. This is yeah, I wouldn't have kissed this. This is yeah, exactly. This is what I because I was like, yeah, good luck, tyranny of souls. So okay, uh, it's making it's making me reconsider my position on the album, tyranny yeah. of souls. Um, it did make me. I had to re I had to recast my uh, uh, the way I ranked them because of this. So and I did. So we will all, mm-hmm. we'll do that a little later here though. So um, no. number nine is Machine Men versus B. Believal is that how you pronounce that? Believal, believal, yeah. yeah. So, Kirsty, tell us about these, please. I think these are probably the least strong songs on their respective albums, although still very good. There's nothing I would skip. Um, Machine Man is a Smith Dickinson song. It's got um, a quick reference to Russ Child at the beginning. Musically, are you writing down Machine Man? Me? Um, uh... Yeah. And there are, there's those like little weird voices under it, but I don't mind. I think that's pretty cool. Uh And the guitars over the chorus are really nice. Um, Believal, that's like, it's really creepy. I don't know. Um, It's got like a really cool bit at the end with a church clock striking and Bruce cackling over the top. It's like real horror show. Is that they're saying like, I am the something? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna look at Iron in the Soul. Oh, check out the big brain on Matt. Oh, because I love that song. Mm, he he read the lyrics. Yeah, he does have. I I think of these two songs overall, Machine Men is more interesting. I'm gonna go with Machine Men. Okay. Matthew. So, like I was saying, this is one of my favorite uh, tracks on this, and I've probably said that about a few now, but this really is. I don't, I don't know why. Um, I just I like the intro to this, and then when it hits into that main riff, I I tried to say it was kind of sludgy, and that's not the way to describe it. It's just heavy, like it feels like you're dragging your feet heavy. Mm-hmm. Is kind of the way I thought about that opening riff. Um, after the first solo, when the riff comes back, uh, the little background words that were supposed to be 
Bruce reading from a phone book is what I've read before. I always thought that was kind of interesting because I could never understand what it was that he was saying. Wait, where's that where he's but, reading from the phone book? So after the first solo and it kind of fades back a little bit, the the main riffs, uh-huh. before it comes back into the second solo, if you listen carefully, you can hear uh, him speaking. And I've read before that he was just reading names out of a phone book. Oh, uh, I wonder what so, that was. <laughs> that's what I've oh. read before years gone by. Hmm. Um, so whether that's true or not, I can't remember. I don't even know where I read it. If it was in an interview, I'm sure it was something that he had said. I just did this, blah blah blah, like on some hmm. fan site. But it works. Did work for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a snarky little uh, song back at Maiden, from what I can understand in all this. Um, let the boys play with their toys, and you know the carcass and its dying rages. And, you know, obviously Maiden weren't doing too well with some of the output that they had at that time. And, oh, this is about uh, Iron Maiden, isn't it? Yeah, well, you didn't realize that from the lyrics? Uh, I'm reading them right now. I've, I've never paid that much attention. Let's let's go with a no. Yeah, if you read through it, it's like, oh, these are not really veiled. At Machine Man, Iron Bites the Dust. Yeah, that's kind of a... Yeah, yeah. like you're going down and then just iron in the soul, just... I don't know. I liked it. It wasn't to do with the, the lyrical references at all. I just liked the song itself, the melodies and all. Yeah. Um, but believable, I don't skip it. It's very atmospheric. Uh, but I don't. I think this is the weakest. This is the only weak track on Tyranny of Souls, I think, uh, believable. So to me, this was just a knockout punch. Mm. This is the first real knockout punch for me. It's not something that, like Kirsty said, oh, they're kind of this and that. Okay. You know, this is just... I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> so I love Machine Man. Cool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Kirsty. Cool. Yeah. So, so for me, um, it's very, very heavy. Um, and I wrote down the lyric, Cannibals of Rust, Iron Bites the Dust. Mm-hmm. And it just, for some, I've, I've heard that that's, that's what that song was about, but I, I just didn't even remember it. I like the chorus. You know, I like the way he sings it. You know, it's pretty big. Um, and like I said, he, Bruce sounds awesome and it, there's it, the music at the beginning of the song is really cool. You know, go leading up to the way he sings the verses, um, bring the toys out for their boys, let the children make their noise. Uh, I do think it's, uh, it's funny though. Cause I guess he, they, you know, Iron Maiden was a machine. <laughs> so he was called the mm-hmm. machine men. So, um, and then he says, I'm coming to sweep you all away. <laughs> That's great. That's really great. Um, so yeah, for me, um, I do like Machine Man. I think it's a good song. Um, Believable, I yeah, it's never really uh, done too much for me. I, what I wrote down was this song just doesn't do enough for me. I I said uh, it's almost a bit too dark for even Bruce, and I said at least for you know that's my perspective. So I, I just yeah. Be- believable just is not one that I've really ever been fond of. So, yeah. So I say Machine Men again, or just the same as you. And so that gives us a hey, that's a uh, chemical wedding vote, isn't it? Machine Men, it is indeed. Wow, it's come. Oh, it's not going to come back no matter what. So, but let's see. Yeah. Let's see how it ends anyway, though. Let's so. See how close it gets. Yeah, let's see if it, if it makes it. Six to four, or if it really gets slaughtered. So, um, it, let's see if it really is a cannibal of rust. <laughs> so, um, bites the dust. Yeah, yeah. Chemical wedding bites the dust. <laughs> 
So the alchemist versus tyranny of souls. Kirsty. Yeah, I love the alchemist. Um, it's, it's just a really interesting, it's a little bit different. It's got an um, atmospheric intro and a really interesting chorus. And I like at the end, it throws back to the chemical wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's versus a tyranny of souls, which is the title track. And this was written for the three tremors, which was going to be Bruce Dickinson, Rob Halford and Jeff Tate. But Bruce Dickinson wanted Dio instead of Jeff Tate. Bad call. And it would, they, they were going to do a whole album as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this song, it would have showed off their voices, I guess. I, I think would it have been a bit gimmicky? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great, powerful song. But um, The Alchemist wins it for me. And it also, it's, um, it's a chance for me to redeem myself for not having voted for The Chemical Wedding earlier. So, yeah, The Alchemist. The Alchemist, okay. Andrew will be happy with that. Oh, good. Maybe if he thought it was The Other Alchemist. Well, maybe they're both about the same thing. Could be. <laughs> what about you, Matthew? I think this is the better Alchemist of the two. Uh, I like this track a lot. And... Yeah, like Kirsty was saying, it's, this is, I think this is a really good ending track to the album too now I think about it. Because mm-hmm. uh, they put here, I like the delivery of the last verse, like you mentioned Kirsty, basically a reprise of Chemical Wedding. But some of the, again, like the lyrics on this album are just really, really cool. I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lyric, what did he put? Don't try and blame me for your games. Your games are death. And it leads into the, the reprise again. But there was a part there... My, my, what is it? My world is light. The angels fill my eyes with every breath. And I just think some of these lines in here, they're either really sinister or really beautiful. Probably um, one of both. Yeah, it is, depending on the, the context of the song. But the alchemist, yeah, I really like that. But then Tyranny of Souls to finish the album on Tyranny of Souls, it's a song I've always liked as well. Mm. <laughs> There's a slow simmering that kind of builds that chorus at the start of the song. And it, for me, this is one of my favorite Bruce tracks overall as well in his whole catalog. I just think he's given another great performance on this as well. I like the layered guitars throughout this as well. Mm-hmm. And after the line, we are the black space, just it's kind of chaos, that guitar sound leading into the the solos and all. Mm-hmm. I just really, really enjoy that. Just kind of it's another good track. But for me, I am um, splitting hairs. I went with Tyrion Assault. Uh, Tyrion is. Tyranny, can't get it out. Tyranny of souls by a hair on this one. Okay. In a surprise, because I really thought I was going to pick Alchemist on this at the start of this. Mm. Of course you did. I did. <laughs> Most of what I had picked ended up being a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've, yeah. I, I expected this to be an, uh, a knockdown, you know, mm-hmm. knockout blow from the other album. Um, <clears throat> so the Alchemist. I think it's a great song. Uh, he sounds Bruce sounds awesome in the verses and the chorus. Um, the ending where it, it goes into the uh, tier, uh, the chemical wedding reprise. I don't really like that. It, it's I don't know. I I love the super heaviness of these albums. So when it when it when it fades away from that a bit, sometimes I don't like it. <laughs> but on that song, I, I didn't like that. And then. I don't really like all the storytelling in between, like the, the the stupid narrative at the end, you know, where he talks about, you know, and something was a, 
a world on a rock or something and all that. And I'm just like, I wrote down, this seems like it should be part of a Dio song. You know, oh. <laughs> you couldn't help yourself. Could I mean, you? just not. <laughs> I just had to say it. Sorry. Yeah, um, and th- was it this little, this little fishbowl world or something like that? And I clasped it to my uh, sandal or whatever. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. Like, I, I, okay. Anyway. Um, but Bruce does sound awesome in the song. Um, the tyranny of souls, it, it, it's got kind of a dark start. And then in that chorus, it's a, it's an incredible chorus. And I like that much better than I like, uh, not necessarily overall, but the chorus does more for me than, than the alchemist as a song does. Uh, I really, really like the way that Bruce sings it. And, and, and Bruce is obviously he's the, he's the shining star on these albums and he, he was an incredible vocal form on both of these. Mm. But um, yeah, I also went with uh tyranny of souls. Um, and, and this is what I wrote. Um, I'll, I'll close it with this. I said, uh, it's got that great chorus, a chorus, mind you that Bruce sang at the end of some of his spoken word shows. Were you aware of this, Matt? Well, I don't know if I was. It's not what I heard. I know it's not what you heard. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. Well, what did you hear again? <laughs> I don't even know what it was called. I can tell you it was Dio. It was called, it should have been called um, Rage for Order or something. I don't know. Rage Against the Machine. That's what it was. He's part of the machine. I should have raged against the machine right then. I, I should have stood up and said, you've got to be effing kidding me. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been great if I would have really yeah. done that during his show? Yeah, yeah. Right when he's getting ready to run off stage and he stops everything and he's like, what? What did you just say? <laughs> and then I get beat up by the whole crowd while my wife and Sarah pretend that they're not even with me. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, Let's see what we end up with here, uh, because I went with uh, Tyranny of Souls as well, Matthew. So um, you did. that gives Tyranny of Souls another win. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Tyranny of Souls to three on Chemical Wedding. And and here's the, here's the thing. I honestly thought that giving Chemical Wedding the first song, like just saying it's a given because Chemical Wedding's an incredible song. And um, what's the name of that first song called? Uh, King and Crimson. No, no, the other one. Um, the the uh, Mars Within. I was like, it, it's it's just a given. I'm like, so if if tier, if if Chemical Wedding blows it away, then I'm going to be like, well, let's go take that first one out because that really wasn't fair, and then see where we line up. But mm. even giving it that, even giving it King and Crimson, didn't help. Seven to three. That's what I found because, like I said, I had done all these in order mm-hmm. and without Mars Within. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, all these are kind of coming up in favor of Tyranny of Souls, which I hadn't expected. Yeah. Because the- when you yeah when you first mentioned this, huh. I was like, oh, Chemical Wedding. Easy. Huh. But once I started listening to both of them back to back, well, track by track is the way I ended up doing it. And it surprised me. Because I, I liked Tyrion of Souls, but I didn't realize how good 
all the songs were, I guess I just kind of listened to it yeah. in its entirety. But yeah, if you get down to the nitty gritty, mm-hmm. it's a lot better than what I was ever giving it credit for. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just looked at what I had written down <clears throat> and I had it also seven to three. I think there's a couple, there's one or two that I didn't win. I didn't win the uh, y'all. I think the tower got number three. Mm-hmm. So that, that was not my chemical wedding vote. And uh, so Man, it's it's just, but yeah, that kind of blew my mind because when when Kirsty said it, I was like, you know, because like Chemical Wedding is so rom- romanticized as what it is. It's a great album, but it, I think it's given a little bit more um, than well, obviously, it's it's not as good as we thought it was. Hang on, I think I would have had six for Chemical Wedding. Is that right? Mm, is it right? Oh, okay. King in Crimson, Tower, Killing Floor, Jerusalem. Well, you you had um, Machine Man and The Alchemist. Oh, it's five. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So yeah, but still, it's it's pretty wild that that came out like that. So the last thing I wanted to do was to well, what I was going to say just quickly too. Yeah. Is the the difference I used to think between these two albums? Yeah. Is I used to consider one a metal album in Chemical Wedding, mm-hmm. and I used to think a Tyranny of Souls is more of a rock album. Oh wow! Probably, <laughs> you never thought of it like that. It's very heavy. No, because as soon as Tyranny of Souls starts out with that first song, it's just like whoa! This is yeah, inc- in instance. Yeah. In instances, it's very heavy, but overall, I just took it as more of a rock album, and I was surprised. I think you'd mentioned about how heavy it was. Yeah. And I was like, well, in parts, but not. Not really overall. That wasn't the vibe that I got from it. Hmm. But it was just, I don't know, it's interesting to hear you to think that. Yeah, yeah. So what I found, I listened to um, A Matter of Life and Death immediately after Tyranny of Souls, and they recorded in the same year. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce sounds so much better on Tyranny of Souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's the song writing or the production. Because uh, he's obviously got, got the same talent that year, so... It, it, it's just really interesting, especially when you consider he's recorded that tyranny of souls with fractured ribs. Well, and the th- oh, I didn't know that. But the thing is, it's it's, and I don't think that Steve doesn't write to Bruce's strengths, but Bruce no. is certainly writing to his strengths, mm-hmm. whereas Steve is writing and saying, "This is how I want it," and, and you know, and Bruce always makes it work, but you know that that might that might play a part in it. But yeah, I never really thought about that. Yeah. I never thought about that. So, okay. So last thing we're going to do here is I thought that just because we were talking about Bruce solo stuff and I I wanted to pull something up because last week I did a poll on Twitter and I wanted to, I wanted to see how this came out because, um, yeah, I didn't tell you how I voted. Okay, well, just... uh, Because I knew I'd be talking to you about it today. Yeah, yeah. As long as I can uh, find the poll, I will give the results because they it finished. I had it. I had the poll finish up before we were going to start. So um, let me find the poll. As long as I can find the poll. Where is it at? <laughs> well, I, I too many retweets here of Andrew Whitnall things. So, okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> My question was, because I knew we were doing this. I knew I knew Tyranny of Souls and Chemical Wedding had to be in this poll. And I also threw in Tattooed Millionaire as a 
Let's see if this if Tattooed Millionaire even gets a vote. So I said, which of the uh, Iron Maiden lead singer Bruce Dickinson's solo albums do you like the best of the following four choices? Accident of Birth, Tyranny, Tattooed Millionaire, and Chemical Wedding. Um, I'm guessing Matthew hasn't hasn't seen these results. So Matt, what do you think would have been in last place? Well, it's, it's got Tattooed Millionaire, and of all I'd imagine it's that. You would think so. What do you, Are you kidding me? What do you think? Oh, okay. What do you think would be in first place? Uh, can you read the list out again? I'm not going to say I was reading a, uh, a tweet from Don McIntyre on Tyranny of Souls, but maybe that's what I was doing. Where is Gen? <laughs> You're going to be in detention this week, Matt. Um, at least, uh, at least I had the honesty to stand up and say this is what I was doing. Yeah, I, pre- and I was just guessing. I appreciate that. We're like at the end here, and you can't even hold it together. Okay, so you got Tattooed Millionaire, yeah, Accident of Birth, Chemical Wedding, and Tyranny of Souls. Which one of those do you think would have won the votes? Oh, I would have thought Chemical Wedding. Okay, well, you're right, you're right. So let me read them to you in order and give you the percentages. Chemical Wedding, 34%. Accident of Birth, 31%, Matthew. Mm-hmm. In third place... Tattooed Millionaire with 25% of the vote. So I don't know how good you are at math, Matthew, but that leaves only 10% of the votes that are even left, which is what Tyranny of Souls got, which is what kicked Chemical Wedding's ass just now. That's just surprising. So, uh, this is what I think. I think 25% of the people have never heard Chemical Wedding, Tattooed Million, uh, Tyranny of Souls, or Accident of Birth. They've only heard... But then why would you vote? Because because you still would you vote. Only knew one of the songs. Because you would still go, which one of those is my favorite? Well, it's 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 Tattooed oh. Millionaire. That's the only one I've heard. That's my favorite. Mm. You just vote because you... you know, not you not really d- how it works, though, is it? Well, it, I mean, but people can do it. I mean, and this is... Yeah, they can do it. This is out of 320 voters. So it's not like it's just a, you know... 50 people that, that baffles me when I, especially knowing how this turned out, that really surprises me. And, and this is not the order that I have. I would have mine in, but um, so let's, so I wanted to read that before we did this. So let, let's go um, in reverse order from worst to first to please the counselor, Matthew, mm-hmm. Matthew, what is your number six Bruce Dickinson solo album? So what we would call, I'm going to use this term in this. It's usually I would call it the least best. What would you say is the worst Bruce Dickinson solo album? Uh, for me, it is Balls to Picasso. Surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently more surprising than what I first thought. Yeah, <laughs> Matt. You know how hard I'm trying not to cuss right now. Yeah. Uh, Kirsty, like what about you? <laughs> what do you have at number six, Kirsty? Tattooed millionaire. God Almighty! At least one of you is. I think administratively, maybe maybe Gen will put him in detention for a couple of months. I don't know. Golly, Matthew. <laughs> Solitary confinement. 
Dude, how can you say Balls to Picasso? Okay, tell me what songs you do like on Balls to Picasso. Uh, Tears of a Dragon. That's it? I like that. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I didn't mind Sacred Cowboys. I actually know that was okay. Um, what about like Cyclops and Hell No and Gods of War? Gods of War. Thousand Points yeah. of Light, Change of Heart. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't mind. No, Change of Heart. It was okay. Kind of meh. Um, oh yeah, but you like sail away the seas of the sun or whatever. Oh god, I'll put that over um, that whatever you said it was on. What was it? Balls to Picasso a second ago. What would you say? That change of that heart. Change of heart. I like change yeah, of heart better. Okay. Wow, man, I, just, I can't. I, that's I could. That shocks I could me. Never. I could just never get into that album. I could listen to a couple of things, but it just didn't gel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so I'll call that your least best. I won't call it the worst because you're about. You hopefully your worst is what's your. Uh, okay, sorry. My number six is the worst Bruce Dickinson solo album, Tattooed Millionaire. Oh, oh I thought you say balls. No, because I like Balls to Picasso. What about uh, what is your number five, Matthew? Uh, I, I would put Tattooed there at number five. Good God. Is that okay? You hear this, Kirsty? It's almost like he's reluctant. Eh, I guess. Well, no, I had to put it somewhere. I couldn't put it any yeah. higher than that. It's good throwaway. There is some good stuff on Tattoo Million. Yeah. Yeah. You know, based on this, I'm but thinking. There's a lot of. There's Dive, Dive, Dive on it as well. So. On Tattoo. <laughs> uh, Here, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's go through. Okay, I got Tattoo Millionaire pulled up in front of me. You've got um, Dive, Dive, Dive. It's a fun song. I don't know if you like all the young dudes. Mm-hmm. I do not like all the young dudes. I do like that. Okay. I do. And it's also got a couple of uh, Fear of the Dark worthy songs. Licking the Gun. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. And Zulu Lulu. That's really bad too. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's it's so bad that it's kind of decent. No. Oh, Matthew. Your, your cre- Matthew, your credibility is just going down the toilet right now. Well, What credibility you, you had is going to... What about Kirsty? Curse- okay, realize- let me talk to a sensible person. Kirsty, um, do you Hello. do you like Hell on Wheels? Yes. Mm. I'll answer for mm. it. I like that. What? Hey, Hell on Wheels. Kirsty, you sound like Matt right now, Kirsty. Can you can you change the way you're talking? No, I do not really like it. Okay. Okay, good. I don't lot really care for it either. It's it's not terrible. It's not licking the yeah. gun or Zulu Lulu terrible, but yeah. Uh, what, I think Dive, Dive, Dive might be the worst. I'm not sure. Well, those three are all quite bad. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, G- uh, Gypsy Road? Do you like that? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that one myself. But yeah, for me, I like... I don't, th- I don't think you asked me if I like that. I like Son of a Gun. I like Tattooed Millionaire. <laughs> Tattooed Millionaire is decent. Uh, I like Born in 58. Yeah, I think Born in 58 is a gem. I like that one a lot. And And... I used to like No Lies a lot back in the day. Back in yeah, I'm not bothered about that really. But yeah, no. now now when I listen to it, I don't like it as much. So I like No Lies. So okay, uh, Kirsty, what would you put at number five? I know you can hear I'd me. Put, I'd put Balls to Picasso at, um, at number five. It's just um, it's a bit of a mixed bag, isn't it? Um, it is a little bit. Cowboys yeah. and Shoot All the Clowns aren't to my taste, but it does have some really great songs like Gods of War, like I mentioned before. Yeah. So. I like the see. I like the chorus on uh, like shoot uh, uh, not shoot all the clowns. Uh, Sacred Cowboys. I like the way he sings that. It, you know the the verses are obviously, you know, got a rap in it. You know, with a sense of yeah. irony. Everyone you see is chasing the losers. In the dive and seek a swim, but in the in the end, the same solution. All that. That's a uh, 
Just, it's just like he's sing. He's not singing. He's like talking the words. So like a rap. But I do like. Um, it's like a rap. There's, yeah, it's worth hearing. There's a certain uh, there's a certain verse in that that I really like, but I can't rem- remember it. But, um, for me at number five, I put. And I could probably swap these two if I wanted to. Uh, I put Skunk Works at number five. But but for me, one through five, I like all of them. I like all of the albums, one through five. It's just number six that's a turd. Um, <laughs> number four, Matthew. What about you? What, oh, yeah. Are you still here? You can hear me. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I think I think you just came off a of mute. You know, what was it? You're probably gonna blank me. I'll mute me again in a second. Oh god. Um, oh dear God, no. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to say? You're going to say accident of birth. Accident of birth. Yes. Number four. I like some of the songs on there. I don't like, well, I shouldn't say I don't like the guitar tone. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, It's decent. It's it's good. It's just, it could have been better. I wish that guitar tone was a little, um, this, um, this is no pleasing some people, Kirsty. What do you have at number four, Kirsty? I've got skunk works, which, um, I really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything's great from now up. Um, Inner Space, Inertia, Strange Death in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Lots of really great songs on it. Um, it's just really different. And I guess I prefer the Roisy style things. Sure. Most of yeah. the time it's more my thing. Yeah. I, I love like, like, like Back from the Edge is awesome. It's very catchy. Um, what's the one? Uh, Meltdown. The song Meltdown is yeah. awesome. Love that one. Um, for me, my number four is Balls to Picasso. Like I said, I I, I think that those two, uh, I, I could swap either one of those because they're, you know, Balls and Skunk Works. But um, I like, like I said, I like both of them. Uh, balls to Picasso, I took a trip in 1994, the year it came out. I drove from wherever I was living to New Mexico. It was just like a 10-hour drive. And I think I don't remember listening to much more than um, than than that album. I remember listening to that album quite a bit. So that was my I, I call that my summer of '94 album. So, <laughs> but um, number three, um, Matt. Okay, so for this one, I went with Skunk Works because I really do like that um, that album. One of my favorites on this, uh, Strange Death. I love that. But to me, most of this, uh, it's all solid. I remember the first day I bought this here in Space Race, I was like, oh, this is really different, but it's catchy. And it's there's good some album. good singles. Yeah, Back from the Edge, Inertia. I like most of this. It's, it's very different sounding, mm-hmm. but it wasn't so different that I couldn't get into it. It was Bruce and Dickinson singing rock music, so I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they said oh, you didn't try and go you know, in a grunge direction, and I didn't hear that at all in this. I heard alternative, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's not really grungy. No, uh, alternative, yes, and I'm glad he put it out. I know some people didn't like it. I remember reading a lot of things about um, how critical people were of it, and I was like, oh, I just think this is really cool. It's just a, a really refreshing change to what was going on just in general metal at the time, and I still like it now. Oh yeah, I, I enjoy this album a lot. There's and actually, Chris Dale, the bass player, he just put out a Skunk Works book recently, and it is available, I believe, on like Amazon and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have not got it yet. It's, I think it's kind of pricey, but it's because he did the book right. He didn't make it like a condensed. He didn't release small paperback versions of it. 
It's like you got to buy a good hard copy of it. I really want to get it. I just haven't had the chance to get it yet. But but that is out there if anyone is interested. So, uh, Kirsty, your number three. Okay. Well, the next three is is pretty hard for me. Um, but I've gone with Accident of Birth. Okay. Which I absolutely love, and it's got my favorite probably Bruce Dickinson song on it, Omega. But, yeah, that's uh, great. Something's got to be number three. Yeah, I think. Um, well, here I'll just name it. I'll, I'll say that when I get to it. Um, this is not originally what I had at number three when I made this list, but based on today's results, my number three is Chemical Wedding. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Matt, you're number two. Well, this is where everything's thrown into a state of disarray. It's, um, I don't know, because, do you want me to give you a number one, because I've got a number two here? I'm not or? paying attention to your numbers anyway, so go ahead. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, so before we started this, I had Tyranny of Souls at number two. Okay. Therefore, Chemical at number one, obviously. And so, But now I don't know. It's You do know, Matt. Know. I think you do know. That's okay. I mean, they're both good albums. It's not, you know, it's uh, the number. I mean, to me, the top, the five, the the top five that I have, I, I love the Skunk Works album, but I put it at five. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. No, to me, if you, if you said, what's the best Bruce Dickinson album out there, I always would have thought Chemical Wedding, hands down, nothing compares. Mm. But obviously, something does compare. Yeah. More than, more than one. So. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kirsty, what did you have at two? I've still got Tyranny of Souls at number two. Oh. In spite of what just happened. <laughs> um, because it was a closer vote for me anyway, but I think um, even though the Tyranny of Souls songs were winning, I like the Chemical Wedding just overall, the overall The feel of it and vibe, all. Yeah. And yeah. it's got Adrian Smith playing on it as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. So sure. Chemical Wedding wins for me. Okay. Well, I have I have Tyranny of Souls at number two. Um, I, I have a thought about when I get to my number one, which is already everyone will know it now. But when I get to my number one, I wanted to talk about a little bit. I wanted to ask you a question about the guitar playing on it, Kirsty. Uh, Matt, what's your number one? It's still Chemical Wedding. Okay. I think I'm hardwired for that. Like Kirsty said, there's a good flow, a good vibe about it. And... I don't know. I just think it's a metal album versus what I thought was a rock album. And I just really preferred it. But you know what? They're all good at the end of the day, except for Boston Picasso. I think you're both going to have a little thinking to do. I think you both have a little bit of soul searching to do now that you both just proved that you like the other album better. (laughs) But, but, but Kirsty gave a good point. I mean, it's sometimes like the way an album is put together and the feel of it and all, of course, you know, but we all know the reason she's putting it at number one think we do yeah we know i don't think we do we know we do it's called adrian smith so kirsty what's your number one by the way it's chemical wedding (laughs) okay okay well my number one is accident of birth and i feel like guitar soloing on chemical wedding compared to accident of birth i feel like adrian does a lot better guitar soloing like some really really better guitar soloing on accident of birth Compared to Chemical Wedding, or is it me just not hearing it? I think you're just not hearing it. Okay. 
I mean, I know there's some on there. Uh, yeah, I mean, his solo on King and Crimson's really amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's but, a good one. Yeah, I know. I think I think you might be right. I think there's more space Thinking for it on Accident of Birth. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more. Just it's more Accident of Birth, is just a more like a regular hard rock album. And Chemical Wedding, I mean, just when it start the way it starts out, I mean, it's a lot heavier. It's a lot heavier direction, you know. So, um, I don't know. I, I when I first heard Accident of Birth after Balls to Picasso and after Skunk Works, I just I was in shock at how heavy it was and how awesome it was. It was like, wow, this is Bruce Dickinson is back to being a metal singer now, as opposed to and this. I think that's more metal than those three albums, Accident, Tyranny, and Chemical, are all heavier. I'd say those are all heavier than pretty much anything he's done in Iron Maiden. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, Sometimes yeah, I'd rather listen to that. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be, uh, someone um, asked me, I won't say his name because I think he was talking about doing a list of, uh, but someone was asking me what Bruce Dickinson albums would you rank over Iron Maiden albums? Oh, that's interesting. Like, cause I told him, I know Matthew probably won't agree with this, but I think I said I would rank balls to Picasso, balls to Picasso higher than probably five of them. Yes, yeah, I guess that's reasonable. Would you rank any of these albums higher than every Iron Maiden album? No. Chemical Wedding. Would you rank that over Seventh Son, Kirsty? It's tricky though, isn't it? It it's is quite different. Um, yeah, it's definitely. You got two major components, two major components to it. You know, Adrian and Bruce. Yeah. So, uh, if you let me ask you, no, let me ask it, it this just, way: it, it would just depend. I can't really rank them because they're quite different. Uh, it just depends which mood you're in in the day. If you were making a list of your top ten albums of all time. Would Seventh Son be in your top ten of all time? Yeah. Would Chemical Wedding be in your top ten of all time? I don't know. Probably. Pro- okay. <laughs> well, that tells me that that's an answer. Then okay, that's a good enough answer. I, I don't know. It's 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 a tough question to think of because like I love Ac- I think Accident of Birth is. You know what? Let, let me just let's just. There's some there's some good songs like some really good songs in there, mm-hmm. but there's some other songs that I think are kind of meh. There's a couple of them that I don't love, but uh, um, it's funny because some of the ones that I don't love are the ones that I hear people going insane about. Like, uh, I like the song, but I don't like it as much. Road to Hell. That's never been. Yeah, that's never been one that's that, bad. Yeah, um, but like it's I a like really that. good song, but it's not as compared with the other songs on that album. Yeah, Man of Sorrows is another one that's never been the biggest one for me, and maybe The Magician. Uh, yeah, I'm not keen on the magician. Yeah, I think the dark side of Aquarius. Oh God, a, that's a cool track. Yeah, so that leaves about nine or ten other songs, and I'll be honest. Like if I'm rank, if I'm if uh, let's go, I'm just gonna go. I'm not gonna include Senjutsu. It's pretty new. Book of Souls. I would rank Accident of Birth higher than Book of Souls. Um, Final Frontier. Oh, I, I don't know that I could do that. Matter of Life and Death. I couldn't do that. Dance of Death. I think I could put it over Dance of Death. Uh, Brave New World. No. Uh, the four '90s albums, yes. Um, Seventh Son, ugh. 
it's it's pretty damn good. Just as it's good, I'd rank it pretty close. Uh, somewhere in time, again, pretty close. Power slave, pretty close. Peace of mind, I could rank this higher than peace of mind. If you took some of these tracks out, maybe I think. Well, but I'm just saying, if, if you take, I mean, I'm just saying as a whole. I mean, there's there's some songs that I don't love on all of these albums that I'm naming, even Seventh Son, you know. Um, Number of the Beast, it's it ranks right up there with Number of the Beast, and I would rank this. I would rank Accent of Birth. I like it better than both of the Paul Diano albums too. So that's quite a few albums that, and that's just a quick, <laughs> quick go through of it. So I'm sure that'll probably irritate somebody, but I, these Bruce Dickinson albums, I mean, there's a lot of people that are just sli- like, okay, Mark, right? The Australian guy who's, who we had on before, whose episode mm-hmm. came out last week. He had never heard accident of birth. Like a co- you know, he had tattoo millionaire and thought, no, that's it. I'm done. Exactly. To listen to the rest of them. Uh, uh, that, and, uh, that, it's a good job that he's yeah, done it now. That was a bad call on Bruce's part to release tattoo millionaire at all, because it was so bad that a lot of people felt that way. They were like, eh, if this is what he's going to be like solo, I'm not interested. But when I took, cause I was chatting with Mark one night and he was saying something, we were just texting back and forth and he said something about he had never heard it. And I was like, well, if, if I were you, I would recommend, you know, go listen to Accident of Birth. Go listen to Chemical Wedding. Those are incredible albums. And he was like, I'm going to go listen to Accident of Birth right now. I'll report back to you in an hour. And I was like, okay. And I think it was even half an hour later. He was like, I'm like halfway through this album. Holy, this is incredible. Oh, it's, it's a massive difference. Yeah. He couldn't believe it. And he and I remember, I think later he said, I've listened to this album like five or six times. I think that was the week he, we had him on. Because he was like, yeah, I've just listened to this album so many times. It's so good. And I'm... and I'm, Go ahead. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. So I know that when he knocked up that Tattoo Millionaire in a couple of weeks or so, um, I thought that started out with them being... Uh, or with him being asked to give one song. I don't know. Yeah, yeah he did bring your daughter. Yeah. For the um, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. that's what it was, and that's what led and to. And they this said, album. "Oh, have you got another? Have you yeah. got an album?" Oh yeah, and I do. So he just quickly knocked one up. Yeah, that's and what it was. him and Yannick. Lad, that shows. Yeah. It shows though. Yeah, he, he should. He should have turned it down. Comments. He should have just said, "No, I don't want to." Because he's every other album I think is quality by him. I mean, you look at Skunk Works, mm-hmm. you look at accident of birth and chemical wedding and tyranny of souls. And they're all very, like we were talking about the songwriting, the lyric writing, like these are all things that he was invested in. It's not like he was just like putting a crap album out, like tattooed millionaire and things like licking the gun. That's not a true reflection. You know what? That's a reflection of his crappy sense of humor. That's what it's a reflection of. (laughs) Yeah. That was the time he was writing Lord, Lord, boat race. Yeah. Well, and oh, that's right. That's about, I think that's about the same time he was putting together his uh, one man show that I went and saw recently. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was like Thirty years in the making. Yes, exactly. Oh gosh. Well, I tell you what, guys. This, I'll gotta say this has been a very enjoyable conversation because we haven't really had a ton of Bruce solo talk. Um, this has been really, it's, it's been really cool to kind of go through these albums. And I'm seriously, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I don't usually throw out ideas, but. I think it would be a fun idea to take Accident of Birth or Chemical Wedding or Tyranny of Souls and put them against an Iron Maiden album. I don't know which album or which album on either side, but I was just thinking if we can find some albums that match up track-wise, I think that would be interesting to do. So, so Kirsty, put, put on your thinking cap, Kirsty, because you're the one that came up with this idea. All right, then. <laughs> so... Um, 
Yeah. So we'll go ahead and we'll get out of here on that one. We'll uh, we'll call it a day because this has been we've been talking a long time, but I think it's all been very interesting conversations. So, um, so um, so Kirsty. Yes. On behalf of myself, on behalf of the obviously drunk or high Matthew that's been on the show. Tired, maybe it's one thirty in the morning. Yes, that too. Um, the uh, the flip flop thong horse shite guru Matthew, on behalf of the official translator of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, Kirsty. On behalf of Bruce Dickinson, from Iron Maiden, from Eddie, and from the boys. You might see me in Tokyo to the rings of satin hair. Let's go, and you can trip all the life with me. Three score years and ten. I've been driving a different ship. Swan, I'll take you down. Nothing left.